I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing us. You talk. Really Give me two. I'm doing canopy safety. You're listening to Gravity like Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? See what happens oh. when you let me drive. Something was wrong there. Really great job messing up that intro. That's usually hey, my Hey, man. We're trying something new tonight. People, be patient. Hey, are you even going to turn the cameras on us? Are you gonna, oh, are you gonna do son that? of a bitch. I'm well, glad. Hey. <laughs> hey, America. Hello. Hello, world. Hey. Esta noche en Telemundo. Carlos. Carlitos. Espanol. Bienvenido Gracias. a Gravity Lab. Welcome. Como estas, amigo? Very good. Todo bien. Tú? I, I got some bad news. What? I didn't think of anything to talk to you about. Don't worry. That's our daily See, basis. But what, what if I do this awkward pause? I'm just going to start you like this. <laughs> Who you stole that from? I stole that from John Barry. Shout out to John Barry. Shout out to him. Tra- Saipan. Trading our boys out in Saipan. Boom. So anyone who isn't aware of this, uh, a large number of Skydive Spaceland tandem instructors have uh, made the trip across the ocean to Saipan now. Yeah. Braden Smith started it and then yep. recruited uh, Tommy, Matthew, who I think Matthew's back too. Okay. I haven't seen him. Adam. Okay. Aaron. Hmm. Seems like there's somebody else. Who else are we missing? John Barry. Oh, and John Barry. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my man, John Barry. But we got Tommy back right now. He's visiting. Yep. Matthew, I think he's moved back, but no idea. He's supposed to actually be back. Uh, I think yesterday is either his first day back at the DZ or his first day back in the U.S., and then the next day is the the first day back in the DZ. Hmm. So he should be back soon. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck did I fuck up over here with this audio. Well, at least the sound's not coming through twice for us, so that's good. Yeah. You know, uh, when we had the, uh, the film festival the other night. Awesome. It took us like 20 podcasts to have one without a technical glitch of some sort. Okay. And I was really impressed that on our first film festival, we really didn't fuck anything up. <laughs> it went pretty smoothly. <laughs> Holy shit! Did dude. you notice that? You know, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I I thought to bring it up like as a as we were doing our opening statements to the audience <laughs> of like, hey, have some sympathy. We might we might fuck this up, but uh, no, it all went well. It was great. One out of one. That so, good. Carlos. Yes. You're from Venezuela. Yeah. What's life like in Venezuela right now? Horrible. So we had Raul on, and we, we talked about it pretty in depth, and that was probably the podcast that we did the most, or at least I know I did the most research for. That's to good. To know, you know, kind of understand the situation and uh, what's changed in the last couple months. How much research you did for this podcast? For this one right here? Yeah. Fucking nothing. Perfect. Honestly. I <laughs> I really th- was, wor- about when I thought about this podcast, I was like, he's going to show up with McDonald's, and I'm going to have to eat it. Yeah, but that's, we're gonna. Up. That's all. That's as far as I got. We're gonna go after and this. And McDonald's isn't here, so now I just gotta wing it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you were saying uh, Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. What's What's changed in the last couple of months? Have things gotten worse? Gotten better? Gotten worse. Yeah. They just last Sunday we they tried to make like an election, you know, mm-hmm. and it was all all like uh, fixed. So they won. The majority. So Maduro won again? Not Maduro, but the governor. Uh, like the, um, how you said, like, not the president? Like, oh, more like every uh, state. You know, the Senate. Yeah, something like that. Well, it's, it's like the president from that 
um, state. I don't know how you call it. The here. president from the state, so like, like our governor. governor. Yeah. Okay. So we have governor elections, and they want the majority with the situation getting worse. So that doesn't make sense at all. So you think it's all fixed? We don't think. We know. For, sh for sure? Like, yeah. there's just no question? There's no question. Crooked motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, uh, Maduro, uh, I think Raul showed me this video after the podcast <laughs> of him, like, shooting a gun into a, a crowd, pretty oh, yeah. much. And it's that like happened. A, a video they tried to suppress for a while. April 11. How can we forget? Seems like a great guy. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Once you get to know him. So you still have family there, though, yeah? Yeah. My uh, mom and my dad are there, and one sister right now, and she's about to move to Chile. I gotta say it to Chile, your are favorite you, country in Latin America. A little bit. So, uh, how many countries for are anyone uh, listening? Uh, I'm half American and 25% Venezuelan. Well, let's say 26% Venezuelan <laughs> and 24% Chilean. Mm, I don't know. I think a little more. A little more Venezuelan, maybe. <laughs> okay. But only because there are Venezuelans around or one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I love my Chilean folks. Yeah. How do you too. feel about her moving there? Pretty good. She's gonna yeah. have a lot of opportunities. Well, uh, actually, her husband had a pretty good job there, and they're going with their three daughters. Yeah, but my dad and my mom is going to be really tough for them. So, know? I mean, why are they staying there? Because my dad is 73. My mom is 60-something. She never tells her real age. Your dad's 73? I met your dad, though, right? Yeah. He didn't seem like an old guy. He's, He's in pretty good shape. Yeah, he works out like me. You know, <laughs> like father, like son. Yeah, and he's out there fighting those cops, isn't he? Yeah, he used to, but there's no more fighting. So basically, he said, like, if I need to move, what I'm going to do there, you know? He needs to be active to stay for staying alive. Oh, Ooh. oh, oh, oh. Staying alive. You know, Carlos actually had the oh. idea of having a lip sync battle. Or like, uh, is that what you call yeah. it? Yeah. So that we'd have a song and lip sync the shit out of it. But I told him that most people just listen to this so that they might miss the show. They they might, but I would fucking enjoy the shit out of but that. But what right about now. Some, some karaoke? Yeah. Karaoke and roll. He's got a beautiful singing voice, this Carlos. Yeah. It's got to be better than our fucking rendition of Bon Jovi. I've been, you're called, halfway there. I've been called a song <laughs> singing bear of my generation. Yeah. That good. Yeah. This guy right here, Galco. <laughs> you can't put a, a name on the innocence of that face. <laughs> you know, I think that if I was unable to quote movies with my buddies, I would probably talk 50% less than I talk right now. I think 60. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah, like me. I knew my best friend from Utah, okay. Chase. Yeah. That's all we do. That's that's our whole conversation. I need to meet that guy. You do. do yeah. you need to, I'll, we'll start a group text. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Quotes and hoes. <laughs> uh, what the... <laughs> Man, I start the show off with destroying all the technical crap, and now we're no, on. You're uh, doing great over there, dude. Yeah. Quotes and hoes, which I'm I'm down with, by the way. So yep, it's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, keep a tropical boogie happened at uh, at Spaceland real recently. Yeah, tell me tell me about that. What's awesome? Space. Well, so Fly for Life. What's uh for people who don't know what Fly for Life is? Maybe what is Fly it? Fly for Life are basically. Four Venezuelans. Hispanas de Venezuela. Hispanas de Venezuela. One that used to live, well, that lived here for a long time in the U.S., Luis Prineto. I think he was kind of the, the founder of this type of jumps. And then recruited Claudio, Manny, and Richard. Richard is more like the camera guy for them. And they do this 
I'm going to say unique type of jumps or different type of jumps that are like angle dive with a little bit of, uh, how you call it, like dynamic movement. Mm -hmm. And they really caught up attention of some people. And the event was a total hit. People really enjoyed it. And some people never got to fly with them. So, <laughs> is that doing great? Okay. Yeah, you're good, man. Yeah. So when they fly with them, they feel like, oh, man, I fly with these guys. They always look it up in videos and stuff. And a lot of people from Spaceland, like, got a bite of flying with them. And it was super awesome to see how stuck people were. So we're going to have Keep a Tropical 2018? Is that 2018 what you're telling me? 2018's coming, baby. That sounds exciting. Yeah, it's going to be great. So why do you think these guys do so well? Why do you think that their camps are such a hit? Because they're really, like, safety aware, and they really know how to uh, not manipulate, but, like, go along with a group, no matter what group. Oh, by the way, we had a foreigner in that event. His name was Tex. Tex, <laughs> Tex. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I forgot to mention it. And also shooting video yourself and Daniel Angulo. I can't leave that out because you guys did an awesome job. You don't know that. You haven't even seen any of my footage yet. Yeah. I might have ruined every jump. Well, hopefully. Yeah. I knew one you ruined the one you left early. That was hilarious. I know it was. Uh, I wish we had video of that to share right now. Yeah. Well, next time. Whoops. Yeah. I'll put that in the bloopers. Yeah. No, that was awesome. But yeah, they, they know how to handle the groups and how to make the jumps to rise the level of the groups. They really know how to do this stuff. So yeah. you know how much I like to call you all Mexicans. Yeah. Pretty much anyone who's from south of Texas. Except yep. for Aaron. Aaron is from Venezuela. <laughs> Just <laughs> saying. <laughs> Just it's, yeah, true well, that. It's funny because, like, I don't know, it just seems like everybody every Latin person who lives in America for long enough just must get tired of being confused with I a Mexican, love right? I love it. So I, I have absolutely nothing against Mexicans. I'm I just know. solely entertained by how much it bothers people who aren't Mexican to be called Mexicans. I love it. But seriously, the friendliest people I know, <sighs> like the nicest people that I can think of, especially at Spaceland, are all Latin people or all South American and Central American people. Well, and that I brought it up because of your friends from Venezuela, the Fly for Life guys. Like they're yeah. all just super positive, really friendly. Everyone gets along well. Yeah. So uh, what the shit, man? I don't know. That's how we roll. Why? I don't know. The heat, you know, the heat in South America is awesome. And, you know, that Caribbean stuff and happiness all around. You think because the weather's nice all the time? That That's really. You know, it's warm in Texas and there are plenty of assholes here. Yeah, but. Wait for winter. People's going to get grumpy. Is it, do you think it's, I've thought about this a lot. Is it a grateful for your way of life? Because whether it's Venezuelans here in America, you're, you've come from a fucked up situation with Maduro. Yep. Uh, so here your, uh, your happiness is a little bit more obvious. But even back home in most South American countries, the, the style of living and the, and the way of life is very different than what we do in here in America. Yes. So we're so oppressed by what we brought upon ourselves. Uh, Nick, you actually said, Carlos is one of the kindest and happiest people you'll ever meet. He's also not on Facebook, and there's a chance those two things are connected. Well, so, I mean, is that why these South Americans are happy? You're not oppressing yourself with all this just technology crap and life around you? Well, no, lots of lots of you guys are on Facebook. Yeah, like let, let me 99%. generalize you, <laughs> you all you brown but, folk. No, but but for real, like all you people are uh, on Facebooks. Get off Facebook now! <laughs> I'm talking to you that are watching us. Yeah, hold on. Separate question. Yes, totally related. How often do people tell you that you need to be on Facebook? Man, daily basis. Yeah, but do you think that uh, your 
happiness has anything to do with being involved less on social media? I don't know. Not really, because for real, I use Instagram a lot and like Twitter to keep up with the news in Venezuela. But no, happiness comes like from home, you know. That's what I said. Like my father is super happy. He gets worried all the time, but like in a, he takes like the bad moments, he transforms it into good moments somehow to keep us like laughing all the time, you know. And like I'm really fortunate of where I grew up, you know. Like all my friends and in Venezuela, I talk to them like every day, daily. And I talk to, you know, to those people that really pumps me up. I have a really good friend in Barcelona. He's Barcelona. <laughs> you heard you. me right. Uh, his name is Leonardo Aldre. He's one of the, the, you know, like my my goal. He's one of the, those people you look up to, you know. He's like a brilliant musician, amazing, amazing artist. And his way of life is like, man, he just turned himself on what he wanted to be. Like, he was brilliant with music once he was like 15 years old. You renew it. But he devoted his life to that. And you see how happy he is in doing what he loves. He works his. Can I say it? Oh, fuck. Yeah, say okay. whatever you want. He works his ass off every day. Can I say it? But, <laughs> <laughs> but you see him how happy he is, you know? And those are the people that I look up to. Like, they really, really, really like do everything to reach their happiness. And I'm not going to lie. Like, before skydiving, I was super, f super, super happy. But skydiving, like transform me to that also like really because you get to meet these people that are crazy but you think you see these people in the party and you say like oh i'm a skydiving you're like oh man this guy's crazy but they're really not you know skydiving still surviving still surviving that's how we do it gonna be floating gonna fly <laughs> but yeah some people like skydiving like really you see people uh, like oh yeah you see people like how they transform themselves after doing one jump or after they finish, I see some people. <sighs> Jesus Riva, for example. Yep. Yeah. That guy, man, every day he comes to the drop zone. I don't think there's nobody alive happier than him. You know? Probably he's, one. He's people. a pretty vibrantly happy person. I'd agree with that. Yeah. He's like, I think he over, <laughs> you know, like, <sighs> but he expressed that happiness because he knows that he feels like family. And like him, I see a million people there. You know, not a million, but a thousand. And it, it's pretty impressive. But happiness, I think, is something that ah, is right there. And you just got to look. So do you, do you feel like you work hard to find happiness? No. Nope. Because I don't feel like you do either. I don't. I, I feel like uh, some people can make happiness a really conscious thing and yeah. pursue it and remember to find the positive things. But I think what I like about you so much is that it seems so effortless. Yeah, sometimes, that, uh, yeah. That it's like, man, I could be having a super shitty day so <laughs> over some nonsense, you know, some things I decided to be upset about for, yep. no, for no real reason. And then you come around, and it's like it doesn't, even when you see <laughs> me being in a grumpy mood, it doesn't put even the least bit of a damper on your mood. And you're still trying to bring everybody else up. That's and when I try to pump you up, you know? Yeah, and you do great. <laughs> but it doesn't seem like anything, like, I would have to give myself a pep talk before I went to try <laughs> and get someone else uh, energized the way that you do. You Thank know? You, and it yeah. comes so naturally to you. And I admire that, and I want to steal some of it. Steal it? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how. No worry. Also, like... So I really no worry. It's okay. 
Don't worry. We're not going. <laughs> we're gonna go there farther. We're gonna go there. Hey, you need something to drink, Carlos? Nah, I'm good. No, you sure? Yeah. Why? Well, you look parched there, buddy. You look like you could probably use a nice, refreshing, crisp <laughs> beverage, my friend. Don't give it. Oh. oh. Mr. P. <sighs> and hey, look. I nope. I screwed that up. I was so proud. I changed cameras. I screwed up changing cameras. This is the best. But uh, Mr. P actually thought so much of you. He brought you your favorite Venezuelan Coke. I stopped to get that on the way here, <laughs> just for you. That's Venezuelan Coke, yeah. Viva Las Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> no man, thank you for this. So I need you, a, you an opener. No, isn't it twist off? Isn't it? Hey Carlos. Nope. Right to your left, on top of that cabinet, oh, is a it. bottle opener. I see it. Oh. There you go. First so world, right? You now. definitely love. So we have a good friend, uh, Mr. Mr. Billy Whitaker. Yeah, what, awesome guy. What does Billy do for a living? <laughs> that guy is my hero. But just just for people who don't know Billy, what does he do? He owns a little place, little happy place. Oh, talking about happiness, yeah. It's called McDonald's. Oh, that wasn't my planned segue, but I guess it works. But yeah, Billy owns a McDonald's, right? Yeah. And I don't know how this is possible that you still love McDonald's more than Billy does. I think I do. I think you. I know yeah. you do. Yeah. We had a talk, me, me and Billy once. Wait, let me take a. Let me get. Yeah, get get some of that coke in you, man. I I had no clue he loved McDonald's this much. This is new. That Carlos, you didn't oh, know. That? Yeah, no. Have I, you not seen the pictures from my birthday party that I pretty much threw for Carlos? <laughs> Dude, he's always smiling. So he's smiling in the I'm McDonald's a happy pictures. Meal. It's. I'm a happy meal. Your happy meal? Yeah. With a little toy surprise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I, I was so sure I was going to see Carlos cry when we walked in I and Ronald see. McDonald was no, there. Man. No. <laughs> Carlos lost his mind. I know him. <laughs> people said that it was Nick's birthday and stuff, you know, but everybody thought it was my birthday. Yeah, people even remember it as your birthday. It was oh, my yeah, birthday. It was, yeah, it was totally a birthday party. So your birthday is going to be my birthday next year. No, I don't think that's how it's gonna work. Yeah, we're gonna only if we go to McDonald's. It's gonna, be, it's gonna happen. We're gonna do it. It's the best place on earth. When's your birthday? April 14. But I'm gonna change it. <laughs> You're gonna change it. Yeah. When's your birthday, Nick? January. We're going. January what? 27th. When's your birthday, Carlos? January 27th. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I walked right into that one. Yeah. So what? Tell me. Help me understand McDonald's and where does your love for McDonald's come from? I uh I. Well, he's drinking that Coke. I love McDonald's for many years, but I think it's because they put fucking cocaine on their French fries, man. They do. Yeah, yeah there's got to yeah. be chemicals Something's in that food be that's getting yeah. you to crave it, right? Yeah. Like, McDonald's came from my mom. So do you remember your first McDonald's oh, experience? Well, no. Not my first, but I remember What's my your youngest McDonald's memory? Halloween. Like this last Halloween? No. <laughs> like, Halloween. How old are you? I don't know. I'm like... Ten, probably. Okay, ten-year-old Carlos. It's Halloween. You're at McDonald's. Go. <laughs> My mother, birthday, Halloween. She decided that's her favorite restaurant. Also, <laughs> it come from the runs in the family. How are you so skinny? <laughs> I'm on a diet. Is Mac your mom diet. a skinny little lady too? Yeah, she is. She's tiny, but yeah, she loved McDonald's and every Halloween, no matter what, we're there with the ghost, with the pumpkins, and <laughs> the famous. Cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's her fault. Is this going to be Martina's first Halloween? Or did she have one already? She already had one. Did you guys go to McDonald's? No, okay. she haven't. She's, her mom is super healthy. Right. 
but the marathon runner marathon runner beautiful girl in love with her now i'm in love with her daughter and my daughter well and she hasn't well, even tried mcdonald's just the fries she had tried the fries and she loved them but her mom is super anti her oh eating man. a mcdonald's she right? hasn't tried sugar the kid no azucar no azucar nada how nada. old is she well year and nine months cool keep it up yeah we're trying yeah no she tried a little bit of things but like candy mm. like for example manny fry for life he came here like oh man i want to know your daughter and sh he brought her a teddy bear full with sugar candy and maria was like yep it's not gonna work it's gonna go on the shelf as a gift and he's there but she hasn't tried any sugar like that but she definitely loved mac fries who doesn't? Who Nick. doesn't? Nick. I, those fries were pretty on point, man. They're good, huh? They are pretty good. Yeah. You know, I do think I prefer the Five Guys fries if they were side by side. All right. Mm. But, uh, man, that was a super good meal we had there. Oh, man. What did you eat that day? I had a uh, Grand Big Mac. It was the, the bigger of the Big Macs that In they the had world. just released. Yeah. Uh, I had some... Oh, I had a sausage McGriddle. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I also ordered a chicken sandwich and combined the chicken sandwich <laughs> and the sausage McGriddle into one mega sandwich. Because of Phelps. Was Rock that Brockton's idea? Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. And then uh, oh, chicken nuggets dipped in an Oreo McFlurry. <sighs> Did you eat all of these things? Oh, yeah, dude. I was going hard. No, man. It was out of control. I'm out of oh, fuck. And birthday cake and Coke. And I, I feel like I'm missing something. I had large fries with the with the Big Mac. Because Billy, we, we showed up there. Oh, man. And they decorated the whole place. Like, the, all these little ladies that work for McDonald's, they made, like, little parachutes out of the hamburger boxes. And, like, Insane. there was ribbons and happy birthday stuff up and around. And uh, so me and it was me and Adam's double birthday party, right? Because yeah. his birthday is the 31st minus the 27th. So we're sitting down, and he's like, okay, you guys just sit here. We already ordered your food. And then he sent the rest of us. There were like 30 people at this birthday party. Yeah. And he's like, okay, anyone from your party, you go over to this first register right here. This Race one right her here. one. I won't forget never. Yeah. And he, it, it was all on him. He <sighs> paid for everybody's food. No, man. It was, it was amazing, hilarious, and super, super kind to Billy. So we owe Billy a big favor, and I don't think we figured out how to pay him back. Yeah, we're trying. Billy, we got you, brother. Dude, Billy is definitely one of the fucking nicest guys out there. In the world. And I will fucking eat him out of house and home for those fucking hot apple pies. I had a roommate <laughs> in college who worked for McDonald's, and, uh, dude, he would bring home hot apple pies every night, and I lived off those. Oh, my God, man. Those, and, and I think I mentioned the name before, Valerie and I call them crack fries. When we travel, <laughs> when we go on the road, that's kind of our excuse to go to McDonald's. Hey, yeah. we're on a road trip. Let's stop at McDonald's for crack fries. We don't care what kind of burger we get. It's the fries, motherfucker. The fries. No, the fries are crazy. What's your single favorite item, uh, menu item at McDonald's? Single, just one? Yeah, you can only have one thing. You're at McDonald's. Carlos, you can only have one thing. What is it? Quarter pounder with cheese. <laughs> McRib sandwich. Oh. oh. Yeah. McRib. Oh, it's October. McRib's out, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are we Do doing you like pork? This? Get a McRib sandwich. The it don't matter. The first official There's podcast nine. sponsor of Gravity Lab Radio, McDonald's. Boom. You think we can get Billy to sponsor the podcast? <laughs> hey, Hopefully. Billy, fucking bring it, man. Actually, the first official sponsor is the Unspoken, the Rating Center. The there Rating Center has paid for 
all of this shit. Beautiful. So, uh, and thank you, Rating Center. Thank you. you. The, the owner of the Rating Center is an asshole, but yeah. I like him. Yeah, I heard bad things about that guy. Yeah, me Douche too. Douchebag. Well, yeah. whatever. Super sketchy. Yeah, I heard. Kisses boys on the mouth. Only if the name's room. Adam or Nick or anybody else with a man's name. How many boys have you kissed on the mouth, Carlos? Gonna say zero. <laughs> How many men? You want to hold them down, Two. or you want to kiss them? Men too. Um, <laughs> two, I, two. Who are who? <laughs> now I just have this jealous rage boil up and say, "You've been kissing <laughs> the boy." It's Never. about to double tonight. You're gonna be my first if I ever do it. You know it. I'll hold you down. All right. You hold him down to it. Is that how that? No. No, I'm gonna hold him down and like rape kiss him. <sighs> if it's not a struggle, it's not fun. That's exactly right. So struggling is fun. You want to play the rape game tonight? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to say no, and his answer is. That's the spirit. <laughs> so, uh, how long have you and uh, Mafe been married? Uh, we're about to go to four years. Four years of marriage. Yes. So how long were you guys together before marriage? A lifetime. I don't know. Around. Some people wait a lifetime. Yeah. Four years a lifetime. Eight years a lifetime. Together, like eight years. And then you got married, or totally? No, no. Okay. Uh, four years together, and then like. Four years about to get married. That's about the time Valerie and I, I did a... Uh, we, we never wanted to get married. Uh, we don't need the government to tell us we love each other. Yep. She had previously been married, and there wasn't a lot of love in the marriage. I mean, it was the dude was a nice guy, but okay. she just didn't love the dude. Yep. So wh why do I need the government to tell me I love you? And, Agreed. You know, I asked some buddies, like, hey, you weren't going to get married. If uh, wh Why'd you get married? Yo, DJ, if you said I'd love her more when I proposed to her, I'd call you a liar. And then I proposed to her, and I loved her more. There you go. And I went love her more when I got married, and I call you a liar. Is that the same story yeah. for you? I it love is her more every day. Amazing, the feeling I I had for her. Like, this is crazy. First day I walk in college, I was with my body. You know, like, eh, like you pretend you own the world because you're 18 and you still need it. <laughs> okay. So I walk in the classroom, and I talk to my body. I was like, I'm in love. He was like, Oh, here we go. I was like, Yeah. I'm in love. And there she was, was Maria. And I started like going at her and she was with another guy in that time. And I told her like, she and me, we're going to be married someday. And it happened. We got married and now we have. So did you beat the shit out of this other guy or what? what happened? No, he almost beat the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I never fight in my life. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Well, well, that's not true. We've wrestled a few times. Yeah, we have. But you always win, you so see. So how did you win her over from this uh, other gentleman? Well, yeah, I don't know. You were just all things Carlos, and she couldn't help herself? Yeah. I just show up in my Ferrari, but <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a really sweet lady, man. I'm super happy that you guys man, are Man, I'm super happy that I'm with her, and she's, like, super strong mother. You know, like, not, not like, but, like, in the mother role, man, She's amazing. She seems like a mom you wouldn't fuck with. There you go. Yeah, she's like that. Yeah. Like Those are good moms. I was, were you scared of your mom? <sighs> no. No? Did but you she have, was a good mom. Did you have a scary parent? Sometimes with that. Yeah? He wasn't that, like, I'm going to hit you. He never dared to try to do that. But his words, they really went hard. But... Uh, how about you? Your mom? Yeah, I know some sort oh, of dude, my mom. mom was mean. I know. But it, it worked really well for her. Look at you. Yeah. She uh she did it, she raised good kids. Yeah. We all have a lot of structure and discipline and 
respect about her a lot, right? Yeah, you just don't fuck with mom. I know, I remember. Mom is a force to be reckoned with. <sighs> yeah, but I see Maria like that way, you know. She's going to be, well, she is the most lover mom with the baby. It's amazing. And I'm a little jealous that the only ba the baby only says mama, you know? Hell, I bet. Yeah. But when the baby sees me, she's like, because she knows that that is fun and mom is a little more disciplined, you know? <laughs> and And it's like that. And for example, Maria for me has been like a an anchor to be more, you know, down the line. Like fold that close. I don't know how to fold it. And I try my best and then she laughs and <laughs> she really folds it. But yeah, she's like strong woman and I So she's got more than one child is what you're telling me. Yeah. You can't Definitely. fold your own clothes. Well, sometimes. It's like fucking origami, man. Yeah. You're you're Asian. <laughs> you guys have a whole different set of folding skills. We don't have that. Do we have origami and laundry mats? <laughs> Fuck y'all! No, no. I, I hate I hate folding clothes. Mm. I can do it, sure. Yeah, but God, it's like my, my least favorite thing. Yeah, I can do the wash the uh, wash the clothes and um, how you got the dishes? I can you wash your clothes in the dishwasher? Yes, <laughs> right. But you should try. Yeah, I've done it before. It helps. <laughs> it's good. You really you've washed your clothes in the dishwasher before? No, no. So well, now you're also a liar. Yes. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I, we can't, man. I'm sorry. Oh, Carlos wanted to put a challenge out to, for live callers. Okay. I would love if anyone dared to call Carlos. That'd be awesome. So what happened after that? Yeah. No, it's like a no plan two way, but a phone call on a podcast. Love it. See what's going to happen. So the number. Okay. Are you going to give out your phone number right now? Yeah. Do so it. 1 800. <laughs> no, 1 800 Skydive? Yep. I don't know. Oh, yeah. My number is 832-946-7391. The person who called first is going <laughs> to... <laughs> but that's for I'm, real. I'm really excited to see if I'm going to repeat rings. it. 832-946-7391. For Spanish, press 1. <laughs> Para Español, marque 1. So are, are you going to take bets on who might call? Yeah. I'm going to... Maybe oh, Pedro Ramos. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, Let's get this great. shit show Son started. Up, we got hey, one. Put it on speakerphone. We're gonna go on speaker. Wait a second. Yeah, hold it right oh, up to yeah. the mic. Pedro, you're on speaker. Pedro, what the hell Pedro. is that Tonto doing? He oh he got up. Oh man, he, you can't put it on a speaker now. He's all paranoid. The NSA's watching <laughs> him and shit, dude. You know, <laughs> you fuck? know, like when you're a little kid and you're watching like a movie and Batman gives out his phone number and then you like try and call <laughs> Batman and then someone Love picks you. up and you freak out. Pedro just had that moment. And you're like, I wonder if that's really Carlos's number. Oh, we got a we got a caller from Tallahassee, Florida. We got a live one. Oh, we got God. a live one. I love it. Yes, hello? Carlos, what's up? Yes, hello, who is this? <laughs> this is Kyle, man. What up, Kyle? How you doing? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I was super delayed on the thing. I'm watching you on the Facebook there. Yeah, if, I bet uh, if you like uh, yeah, if you mute the video on Facebook and just talk to on the phone, I bet it'll be a lot easier on you. Delayed on the thing. I'm watching you on the Oh, God, it's <laughs> killing me, that sound. It's killing me. So... Or, yeah, go, Kyle. Kyle, how do you uh, how do you come to see this podcast? <laughs> oh, this is While terrible. he's figuring that out, yeah, I, I can't hear anything, dude. just yeah, just turn turn the volume down on your on the Facebook. 
I'm yeah, just... I did. Uh, okay. Yeah, sorry. No, uh, I think because I'm friends with Pedro on Facebook and he like, shared it or something, and KDP. Oh, great. Two good friends. Yeah. Nah, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Having fun? Nah, it's cool, though. Uh, for everybody listening, Carlos was my STP instructor, and he kept me alive through all 25 jumps. So it was awesome. You hear that, people? I keep people alive. Thank you, Kyle, brother. You did amazing, brother. You're basically a superhero, Carlos. Yeah, yeah, and then I, then I learned how to do it military style. But still, though, cool. Good deal, man. There you go, brother. Good to hear from you, my man. Yeah, man. All right, brother. Take care, man. See you soon. Oh. I did figure out uh, earlier on the intro why we were having a double audio feed. Oh, yeah. And testing the new sound and video setup, I hadn't tested it while we were streaming live. So I had to turn one more thing down on a mixer. It's In the bottom line, when you use this, you'll just push the same buttons. Okay, I'm sure it'll confuse the shit out of me next week. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, Carlos, have you ever got to listen to one of these podcasts? Yeah, a little bit. What, what, oh, yeah, Raul, I forget. I forget. Yeah. Uh, so what did you expect was going to happen when you showed up tonight? Nothing. <coughs> Something like that. <laughs> so I do. I want to. I want to kind of steer the conversation for one second. Yep. The fly for life. You've kind of already hit hit on it. But what inspired you? You 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 were the organizer. You're the guy who brought in the fly fly for life. Yeah. Uh, crew. What inspired you to bring them here to Houston? First of all, um, a lot of people was talk. You know, there's like a lot of people in the drops on the legs angle flying. And I've been like talking to them through last year. This idea came last year. And they were like, oh man, yeah, I watched a lot of footage from the Fly for Life guys. And I was like, I know them, you know, like Santa. <laughs> and then I was like, why instead of they have to travel over there, you know, that it's going to be hard for some people to go over there, why don't we bring them here? So I thought of bringing them here and. I was amazed how people respond to that. Not even like a lot of people from Space and Houston, but some people from Space and Dallas came down, and some people like from New York, some Russian people that were awesome. And we had a good guest that was Inca, and she came here and flew with us. It was amazing to watch her fly. She's awesome skydiver and super nice girl. And uh, yeah, it was. I was like. If I have not the power, but the means to bring him here, why don't we do it? So I called them. Claudio came here in January. I talked to him about it. And he was like, just name the date and we'll be there. And they did it. And it was awesome. Good event. Keep it tropical. And when you say Inca was here, are you talking about the tunnel gal Inca was yeah. here? The Okay, cool, man. Inca yep. Tito or something yep. like that? Inca Tito. Cool, man. I'll share, I'll share a video of that. Okay. Uh, kind of cool for us because Claudio is an old homeboy. He yeah, was He was I a know. space lander for quite a while. And Claudio actually agreed that next time y'all bring him back, we're going to set up ahead of time a time for him to come join us and tell us more about the Fly for Life crew. Nice. So you're already planning this event for next year? Yeah. Do you already have a time frame? Just once? Are you looking to do two or three? I want to do two of them. Okay. Yeah, maybe March and then in the the time that we just did October, you know. And uh, for example, Claudio, I remember when he first showed up to, well, not first, but when I knew, met him in, in Venezuela, skydiving, he was like, yeah, I heard like, about this kid that just came from space and I was like, I don't know him. And then we started jumping a lot together. He He was like already above our level. And actually... Not to brag or nothing, 
there was a camp in Sebastian, the first GPT flight camp. It was an Angle flight camp. And Luis was, I was the only people, uh, person maybe that jumped with Luis before that. So I told him, man, because in Venezuela, there's a lot of culture of tracking, as you can see. So I told, talked to him and he was like, oh yeah, uh, we're going to do this event and stuff to see if some people want to go. And I took like 20 Venezuelans. So I was like, man, this is going to be great. All we'll be dreaming of. Uh, angle flying with the most, you know, top of the top people that are going to be coaching us. And Luis called me like, okay, we got all these people. Now we got to figure out how the hell to put them in groups because I don't know anybody. And the only, like, thermometer, it was me because I was the only one that he really remembered. So it was, okay, you got to be honest with me and tell me if this one is better than you or a little bit lower level. So we're talking, dun, dun, you know, all the names. And then Claudio's name pop up. And I was like, two above me. He was like, what? Who's this kid? I'm like, man, two above me. And when he got there, he was like in the group before the best one, like the top group. And then the next day he was right on it. And Luis was like, man, this guy is really good. And then after that, for real, is that when they start like to jump together, to jump together. So yeah, it was because of me, Fly for Life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fly for Life, secret founder, <laughs> Carlos. You heard it here first. No, but for real, it was amazing to see how Claudito like, pick up that level super fast, and he was amazing. The other superstar, well, Manny was already a reaper by the time. He was actually one of the organizers in the, in the camp on the first one. And then Richard, man, I, he was boyfriend of a cousin of mine. So he, oh, every day he was like, man, I want to go do a tandem. I want to go do a tandem. I was like, just go. <laughs> Let's. And when he landed from that tunnel, he told me, man, I'm going to become a skydiver. I'm like, yeah, I know. Everybody wants, you know, you know, yeah, I'm going to do everything and stuff. Man, that guy, in one year, he put, raised the bar so hard for people to start. I was like, this mother, f you know? And then I saw, him, I saw him, how he watched the videos all day and really, really meticulous watching all the videos. I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to be good. And now, well, there is one of them. And I'm so proud that those guys are from Venezuela. You know, it's like, man, those guys are from Venezuela. So have you guys all jumped together in Venezuela? Has that happened? I never jumped with Luis in Venezuela, but with Claudio, Richard, and Manny, yes. Luis, he hasn't been in Venezuela jumping for a long time. So how hard is it right now to go to Venezuela and make a skydive? Like, is there sport skydiving happening? Right, right now, now, the plane just is in a, they recall the, the turbine. It's a caravan, that the one they have here. So over there is a little stop right now. But the drop zone is pretty nice, you know. It's a really nice but drop. But with the economy and everything, there are people oh, still yeah. able to skydive right now. That's the thing. Like, um, for a Venezuelan guy to do a tandem is like really, really hard. Really, really hard. The economy is like super bad, and they don't have enough money, you know, to sometimes to eat. So the last thing that I think there people are thinking about skydiving. So how did you get started in skydiving? Well, I was here next as an exchange student. In actually in Wichita Falls, which is up north Texas. Wichita oh, Falls. yeah, that's right. I forget. What? How yeah. old are you? I was 18 years old. And the moment I turned 19, I was here. And they were like, what do you want for your birthday? My host family. And I was like, I want to go skydiving. They were like, what? Really? And I was like, yeah. Should you go your parents? I'm like, no. Let's go. So they gave me the car. And I drove to Skydive Dallas in the moment which is now Skydive Spaceland, Dallas. And I didn't know who I was jumping with until 
I realized who the guy was, and it was Ernie Long. Yep. Ernie Long, 20,000 jumps. 20,000 jumps. 10,000 10, tandems. There we go. That's him. Yeah, and then I showed the picture to a friend of mine that uh, uh, that really, really was like a, one of the guys I still look up the most. So awesome camera flyer and an awesome guy, awesome person. His name is Luis Rotundo, and I showed him the picture like, man, I jumped with this guy. He was like, oh, man, Ernie Long. And I was like, what? You don't know who that guy is? And I was like, nope. It's just the guy that I jumped with. Super nice guy. And as soon as I landed from that tandem, he was like, if you buy your second one, it's going to be half price. I run in there, bought the second one. And I remember the video, the video guy, in the moment you have like film pictures or VHS, you know, and VHS. So wait, how, how long ago was this? You were 19. How old are you uh, now? I'm 34. So you do the math. A lot of years ago. Yeah, 15. 15. So I was there and he was like, okay, you want 24 pictures or 36? And I was like, oh man, I don't know. 24, he was like, no, man, you got to get 36. So I got the 36, and I told him, can I take a picture on the plane? You're going to waste it. And I was like, oh. Like, some people don't realize how easy for us right now is to take 75 pictures, 80 pictures. And in the moment, like, 36, and you really, really needed to know, like, when to click that button. If not, man, when you go to Walmart like I did and get your pictures, you're going to be like, oh, what is this? But my guy did really good. I don't remember his name. I wish I did. But he's probably around. But yeah, I jumped and it was amazing. And after that, I went to Venezuela, tried to find out where to jump. And then they opened that drop zone close to Caracas. And I just went there, did a tandem. And they were like, okay, no more tandems. You're going. The secretary there, like the girl in Manifest, said, like, you're wasting your money here. You're not going to do another tandem. She's the reason I went solo. She asked, you're going to buy right now the AFF course. And I did. And it's been a. Great, right? So, what was your AFF course like? How many jumps? It should be nine. Did you do it in Dallas? No, I did it in Venezuela. Okay, sorry. Yeah, don't worry. So, I did it, and it's supposed to be nine, but I obviously failed some. Yeah. Mr. No Arch right here. And imagine now that in the other side, I see structure struggling with lightweight, and especially a lightweight that doesn't arch. That was me right here. Yeah, they hated me. Daniel Angulo, <laughs> he was one of them. And oh um, God! I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember Daniel telling me that uh, that you were Man. coming out, uh, some kid from Venezuela who had been his AFF student. Yeah, he probably and hated me you. that time. Like, that's you, little Carlitos. I'm here. Yeah, but he hated me probably that time. I saw the pictures right now. He was wearing like a windsuit almost to keep up with me. He must have hated <laughs> me. And the heat in Venezuela is terrible. So sorry, Danny, but we had a good time, huh? So how many jumps did you have uh, when you came here to Spaceland? <sighs> That's a tough question. My luck is a little fuzzy. Gray, gray. You don't remember? I mean, I, ha I know that I had 2,000 when I yeah. showed up. You don't have like a general number? Yeah, something maybe? like that, yeah. A little bit less, maybe. Yeah, no, something like that. 2,000, maybe. So what is it that's kept you skydiving? Everything. Everything that surrounds skydiving, I love it. I just, I'm hooked. Well, you don't drink. There's a lot of that going on in skydiving. There you go. But... Happiness, like we were talking at the beginning, you know, everybody's like super happy, super enthusiastic all the time. And to film tandems for me has been a really breakthrough, you know, to to be able to see them, how how they change their life, like from 20 minutes before. As soon as they land, I always tell them, like, I promise you when you land, OK, you're going to tell me this is the most amazing thing you've ever done in your life. And. 
one, maybe eight out of 10, they say it. And the other two, they're like, it was pretty awesome, but I also have kids. And I know them when they have kids because it's another amazing experience. But they, everybody, man, the smile on the passengers, even if they throw up after landing, that happens, they're going to be like, man, this is the most thing, amazing thing ever. And it is. Do you have any students who have just really hated it that stand out? One. Do you, yes. do you remember their name or anything about it? He just said, I just hated this. And it was a boy. And I was like, how do you live? You know, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? You just jump out of a plane. What's the percentage of people do you think in the world that have jumped off a plane? God, it's got to be really, really small. Like, less than, of course, less than one percent. I, I mean, think. if you're if you're thinking of the whole world, whole world, yeah, it's got to be one. It's got to be a really low number. So imagine how fortunate that guy is that jump that is not even one percent of the world, and he's like, "Eh, it was all right." <sighs> Gonna hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only had two of those. Two people who uh, really hated it. It was like, man, I had so much fun, and I do this all the time. Man, if you try just a little bit to enjoy this, you're gonna, you're gonna make it. It's yeah. gonna be all right. Just smile. And the my most favorite thing is when some people are terrified of jumping, like a hundred percent, like I'm not gonna do it, and they get on the plane, they're not gonna do it. And when you see them holding down to the harness, like their life depend on it, like we're going, we're going, and you see their face, like, and you know, you talk to them in the plane, like try to talk, calm them around, calm them down, and stuff. And when you jump them out and I just see them facing free for that, like, so I'm doing it. What about people writing down? Have you had that? Oh, yeah, twice. One with Adam and it was epic. Adam, if you're listening, you know who we're talking about. It was the best thing ever. Tell me, to you, tell me about it because the, the write downs I've had have been less than epic. Oh, man, my write down was the best because Adam was so busy with this guy. <laughs> We met him on the ground. He, he was, was like, pissed at this guy? Man, like, you don't have a clue. But because we have the reasons, okay? So we met him on the ground. He was talking shit to his guys like, oh, yeah, I've done this like two times. Where at? I asked him. And he was like, little airport, you know, nothing like this. And I started like, you have to know where you jump for the first time, right? So I was a little suspicious. And I told him, man, this guy hasn't jumped, but he's, he's going. Man, we got on that plane. Everything was going, doing good. But that door opened at 14,000 feet. I never seen nothing like that. He crashed Adam to the fuselage of the plane like, we're not going. And he was like, and Adam was like, man, you have to go. All your friends are going. You need to go. So we did a go around for this guy. Didn't happen. And on the way down, he was holding to Adam. And Adam was like, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> and I got out mid. I started taking some pictures of the moment. But we have to delete them. Oh, we man, you should have just saved uh, those. It was... And they're playing right down. He was going like, we're sorry. I'm so sorry and stuff. The student was saying that? Oh, yeah. He was uh, so sorry. So at 1,500 feet, more or less, 2,000 feet, he was like, okay, guys, I'm ready to jump. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then we landed. His grandfather was like, I can't believe you didn't jump. I paid for your jump. So the office, okay, gave him another try. And he, did, he backed up again. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? <laughs> And it was the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> man, his grandfather probably a World War II veteran. You saw him with a little man. You know, I have, I have a feeling I may have actually seen this kid. Maybe because I, I feel like this. I feel like I was on the airplane the second time he went up. Joe Getty was the, the tandem instructor in the second time. I will never forget. 
gosh, yeah, I want to say like we were in the caravan and he was like hanging on to the to part of the door like really aggressively <laughs> shaking his head. But I, I might just be confusing two two different stories. But that happens so seldom. Like it's such a rare thing that oh, people man. write yeah. down. Yeah. And I mean, if you if I thought about it from the perspective of a non skydiver of like how many how many people back out, you know, how many people chicken out last second, yeah. I would think that it was a way larger number. Oh man, me too. But yeah. after working in skydiving for a few years, like it's like it's almost never. <sighs> almost, almost never. Almost never. Yep, I agree. When you see that, that's rare, and yeah, and some people get like. Like, I'm not going to jump, I'm not going to jump, I'm not going to do it. And as soon as they're in the door, especially if you got that lane on your back, oh, you're out. Oh, who's that calling? Oh, Veronica. Uh-oh, we got a live one. We got, yeah, <laughs> very, very live All one. All right. Veronica. Oh, uh, hello, Julita. <laughs> How are you, beautiful? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, you're looking really good on the show. Thank you. I trimmed my beard. Can you tell? Yeah, yeah, you look very handsome. I just want you to know that all the girls here want to have your beard. Okay, perfect. All the perfect. girls have your baby. No, they want to have his babies. Oh, yeah. Tell I them. do too. Want to have a lot of little churritos. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Especially Maria watching. I love you guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> We're all your biggest fans. We love you. I'm your biggest fan. Okay. You were my first friend when I got to Spaceland. Woohoo! I'm never gonna forget. Always and forever. Yeah. Love you. Love, you, Love you from here to Dallas. Yes. Bye. Big kiss. <laughs> yeah, man. She's awesome, Veronica. She's a very sweet girl. She's a very sweet girl. Uh, and and yeah. don't you be hitting on my side piece. Never. All right. Sorry. No, like, talking about that, like, the first guy I met here, it was DQ. Okay? So I was like, okay, Eric boy just contacted me back. I think I'm going to go to Spelson to work. And... That was awesome. So I started looking at some videos to see how the, you know, how the flow is from the videos. And I was like, who's that? It's not Ray Finkel. It's DQ. He was wearing a hat. You remember that time? DQ wearing a hat all, all his jumps? Oh, yeah. He's wearing like a, like a fisherman's hat fisherman, almost, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I need to know that guy. That guy's my hero. And as soon as I saw him here with his hat on, I was like, you're the guy from the videos. <laughs> Man, that guy is awesome, man. I really love him, man. He's, like, super talented. But when I saw him with that, with that hat, I was like, how's that possible? How does he stay on? And, yeah, he was awesome. His yeah. head's just really big. I know. No, man, DQ is super talented. Yeah, he's Super friendly guy. Calm. And, man, even with uh, his skill set, it's been great to see him really grow up as a person, especially even just over the last few months. I see him change a lot in the way that Me he uh, talks to the to the tandem instructors and the way that he handles himself. He's uh, he's really come a long way. Yeah, he's doing super good. So why do you look like a member of the Beatles who got lost in Mexico? <laughs> because I was. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you ain't drinking tonight, Mr. P? Hey, I just wanted to have a nice little segue into how yeah. beautiful that haircut is. Yeah, you know, I introduced uh, Carlos to the, the, the barber shop where I go. And he's awesome. And the guy who cut his hair the first time now cuts my hair. And uh, I can't get Carlos to go back and get all cleaned up. He's rocking this, <sighs> this hippie look. I'm looking like a hippie. but That uh, looks good on you. It really does. But I need to, you know, I want to get it some form in my hair. Because sometimes I'm like, uh, I look at my mirror. I was like, well, Maria hates it sometimes. Really? Yeah, especially the beer. The hair, she doesn't mind. But the beer, when it's all like... I got it yesterday. Like mine? S scraggly uh, is the word I would use. Scraggly? Scraggly. That's a new word. Yeah. Like swiggle. I, I, 
you know, head in a swivel. You know that swivel. Swivel. Oh, you say I didn't know. Swivel. I learned that doing an STP ground school. Swivel. Doing an STP ground school, I was like, "Excuse me, guys, what the hell is this word?" And they were like, "Oh, swivel. You get it." I'm like, "Oh, perfect. Thank you." You asked that to the to the students. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, great teacher." I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." Head on a word I don't know yet. Yeah. So you guys are gonna do this, okay? Please let me know what that is. Thank you. <laughs> and now, this is the swivel of the night. I just want to, I don't know. Is that, a, is, that, is that the word to that song? Rhythm. Of Rhythm the of the night. night. Okay, yeah. that's what I. No, it's not like that. This not is a swivel of the night. Nice. Are these our Reebok or their Nikes? <laughs> right? Reebok? Did you just forget? You're wearing English Reeboks or your Nikes? No? Sorry. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. This <laughs> oh is the rhythm of the night. God. It's more in Spanish. In Spanish is it's a joke. I'm sorry. No, I got it. I, Kyle. Mi- I, t- I totally missed it. I know uh, you did. It was right over my I head. I saw it in your eyes. Everything's well, over your eyes. You know, because oh. sometimes I do have to struggle a little bit to Get understand the English of some of you native Spanish speakers. Who's the worst one? Oh, to be you honest. No, the worst? Oh, God. When, Be Pe- when Pedro starts talking Ooh. pretty fast, it's hard to understand him. I'm lost. But when he when he talks at a regular pace, his English is, is really decent. Yeah. You know, you know, when he goes, you know? Yeah, when else? he gets hyped up, it starts going too fast. Yeah, even in Spanish. Uh, when Mumphy first showed up here, his was pretty rough. I heard. Uh, I can't understand Ben Salada at all. Oh. I refuse to listen to him. Yeah. <laughs> How about Justin? wise move. <laughs> Oh my God, Marble Mouth! I love Justin. He's a great dude. He's but awesome. I, I call I him love Marble him. Mouth. I love him so much. Yeah, but it's he. Great. You ever see the TV show King of the Hill? Oh yeah. Boom! <sighs> how? I mean, I got some Marble Mouth, some big motherfucker up in the. <laughs> oh my God. Man, sometimes I have a really. Re- Do you guys happen to for you guys? Like, oh yeah, I mean, I, str- I struggle. I mean, if, I, if okay. I'm just overhearing him talk, it's hard. It's yeah, it's I can I can lose a lot of it. If he's talking to me and I can see his face and I watch his mouth, yeah, that that helps. Yeah, but I mean, I couldn't imagine like for me when I'm listening to Spanish and I I know way less Spanish than any of you guys do English, but when someone like uh, Ivan gets really go, like, Ivan has a really fast pace when okay. he speaks Spanish. Oh yeah, and man, I can't hang on to any of the words. Like I can't <laughs> even pick it apart. Like when when you let's say you're in the video room and you're talking with somebody, you guys are going at a at a reasonable pace. I can pick apart some of the words and at least kind of get an idea of what's going on. <laughs> but when the Spanish is so different or so fast or so <laughs> jumbled, <laughs> yeah, it's like. I have no idea what's happening, so I can only imagine that someone with a really thick accent or who speaks, uh, you know, kind of mumbly or you yeah. know, anything like that's got to be, it's got to be difficult in a, in a second language to to pick up what's going and on. And what happened to me? Like, uh, I saw, I watch a conversation. Watch is like I heard. Yeah, you, watch, you yeah. hear a conversation. You can yeah. watch a conversation. Sure. Yeah, I was doing both, and it was Mike the Australian with Dico, and I was like, "What other language are they speaking?" Did you really not think it was English? Man, sometimes I was like, oh, they're throwing like a mix of native Australian with English. And I was like, man, the accent is really, really thick. It's crazy. For example, Blair. Blair? Blair. I, I hear him speaking and I can understand. But when I saw those guys talking, I was like, I don't know shit about English. If that's what they're talking. <laughs> it was crazy. So how, how did you come to speak English so well? Um, I have the fortune to to study in a private school, and uh, in Venezuela, and the private school was bilingual until sixth grade. 
So, so how old were you when you started learning English? Like four. So I, I basically didn't learn. It was like, you know, just... God, I'm so jealous of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky because if not, I'll be the worst. Dude, it's so, it's so hard for me to retain new words. Like in conjugations of words. But you have a good trick. You yeah, show me. I have a little bit of a trick. Yeah. I don't use it very much. Trick in your mind. But uh, but even the conjugation of a word. Oh, yeah. Like I asked you earlier. Mm. Uh, I don't remember what the word was. Something of the... Uh, some, hacer. Haciendo. Yeah. The past tense or the present. <sighs> yeah. But man. The, yeah. The tense. I, I, dude, I have no idea. I think Spanish is a hard language to, to, to learn. I think. Because... Because you guys don't know how to talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why we're so no, I, South America. That's the frustrating part for me when you tell me how to say something. And this is something that DJ is huge on his, in his courses is teach the, the, the why. Yeah. Of, so why, and why is it that way? Mm. And then half the time you guys are like, I don't know. It just is. <laughs> half. I it's think like, more. Let, me, let me know the rules so I can put that part in my brain and shape the other words that I know. But it's like, man, it's, there are so many exceptions to the rules. We don't go by rules. Live dangerously. You learned that from your president? Yeah. We don't go by rules? The dictator. Yeah, not the right name, president, man. Yeah. Asshole. Stupid. Maduro, I hope you're listening to, to this podcast tonight. Hate you. Mr. Maduro. Dear Darla, I hate your stinking <laughs> guts. You guys have been on a little rascals kick all day, haven't you? Yeah, but so, I don't know why. So what are we supposed to do after this? We're going to eat. With? Tommy Miller. Do you think he's going to go or you think he's going to dog out? He's going to go. You think? Yeah. Are you guys eating after this? We're supposed to, yeah. Where are you going to go eat at? I don't know. Somewhere in Pearland. I don't know. It's too late. I mean, it's not. It's You can't go to sleep on a full stomach. You're not my fucking mom. You won't be able to swim. Oh. <laughs> We're going to the pool afterwards. <laughs> really? Yep. You know I don't swim very well. It's a kiddie pool. You'll be able to maybe touch the bottom. If you know anyone who gives out ratings or licenses, don't tell them that I didn't actually do my water training. Perfect. I will. <laughs> don't worry. My well, job was to verify your license, not verify not the veracity of it. I showed up with a D license. You had the so D. Boom. Drop the mic. But uh, no, that B license, my drop zone owner was like, hey, <laughs> I was like, I need to do this for my license. And I learned at a place not like this. I wish I had learned at a place Me like too. this where Me you too. actually, I mean, it's it's interesting to see the old places and, you know, see where skydiving has come from. But it's like... Uh, when you actually have to jump through the hoops and you actually learn the lessons of jumping through those hoops, you mm -hmm. get so much more out of it and have such a broader understanding. Um, but yeah, they, they fudged they fudge that water training. I'm really, really afraid of water. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. I'm water. Be water, my friend. You swim? Professional. Michael Phelps level? Or like Ian Thorpe. Remember him? The torpedo? From Australia? Ian Thorpe. I don't remember that guy. He I know Octothorpe. He was the before Michael Phelps. What about Greg Luganus? That was a diver, wasn't he? Not a swimmer. He was. There you go. He AIDS. also had AIDS <laughs> <laughs> and bled on the diving oh, board. Oh, he was the one that hit. Yeah, oh, that and nobody wanted to get. Yeah. You show me that story. Uh, yeah. I got. I had a question about skydiving, but we've already talked a bunch Sky about skydiving. Yeah. Well, while you say that, I am going to interrupt for one second. And uh, hey, dude, we just uh, finished. Not finished. We're almost finished with our first film festival. Oh, Whoa. dude, that's it's been fun to watch that online. Oh, my God, dude. I, first of all. Who's winning? Um, Daniela. All of Daniela. No. She's ahead. Dude, she's smoking it, Whoa. dude. 
for no, you know it actually he's uh, he picked he's, back up. He's some. closed the gap. Yeah, I think I looked earlier today. It was like two ten to two eighty something. I think it's like about eighty point spread. I'm pulling it up right now. But uh, first of all, for all of you who made a video for the film festival, thank there were you. Eighteen entries, dude, between here and between Houston and Dallas, and That's awesome. every single one of you guys uh, made a huge difference and made this a success. And then there was 40 to 50 people in in Dallas who showed up to hang out and watch. Nice. And uh, Stephen counted somewhere in the mid-60s in Houston. Without the crowd, the support, the people who made the video. I mean... Yeah. yeah, it's all because of you guys. Ho- Nick and I just hosted, and Charity and Brad and Ben and Dallas just got to host one of the fucking coolest parties at the Drop Zone this year. Hey, I changed the camera, Nick. See, I'm learning over here. Hey. Killing it. So killing I'm, it I'm killing it. Um, so, yeah, Brad and Charity and Ben, and we, we, that's all we got to do is host a fucking party. But all you motherfuckers, all you people who put videos together, who, who put a lot of time together, thank you guys so, so much for taking the time time to do so. And right now, I just want to pull up those numbers real quick because Whoa. it is close. Um, 221 <sighs> likes or reactions to Tyler Barton's and to Daniela's 320. So it is oh, man. 90. She yeah. Hers, hers has gone through the roof. She's buying boats. Earlier. She's oh. buying boats. Dude, yep. I, you see a lot of the notifications on Gravity Lab's Facebook page I see. Mm-hmm. And Daniela is a little bit further ahead. So suddenly Tyler drops a lot of Facebook shares and so does his friends. So he catches up. So suddenly Danny's friends start dropping a boom, bunch boom, of Facebook boom, boom, shares. Boom, boom, boom. Dude, these two are fucking slugging at it. That's awesome. And both of them want that GoPro and that Pro Track too. So, I mean, that's, Dude, there's that's, all sorts of other shit. It's pretty awesome that for our first film festival that you were able to get such uh, it's amazing. legit prizes. Pretty cool. Dude, I got to thank Ben Nelson. He is he is the man who helped us with his GoPro relationship, and he really helped us there. And I'm blessed. I've, I've had a strong relationship with a lot of manufacturers over the years. So uh, next year, Nick, are we going to do it again? Uh, that's the plan. I think we've had more than one request to do it more often than once a year. There's going to be a Keep It Tropical video. You know, Steven uh, reached out to me the day after the uh, event and expressed how much fun he had and how much he enjoyed it and how he wanted to maybe uh, help develop a spot in the drop zone that Ooh. would uh, host those sorts of events better. Oh. And Uh-oh. then uh, a couple of people didn't show up to work because they were too drunk. Oh. And then someone else got in trouble. Unrelated. We don't know. But... Dude. Just a kind of a, a a sad reminder of why the drop zone doesn't really host a lot of nighttime activity. And what's one of the first announcements I made at the film festival? I don't think you were there. One of the first announcements. Some of you work tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I remember very clearly. I was very clear about like some of y'all work tomorrow. I looked some of my friends straight in the eyes because I knew some of them would need the reminder, and <laughs> and they looked at me. I'll, I'll straight out call it call it my boy Chris Fudala. Chris Fudala Boom. looked at me with a smile like, "Yeah, you got it, bro." And he took it like I was watching his back, not calling his shit. But he was there bright and early, ready he to was jump. There. Yeah, he he was there to do his job, man. Uh, we will do it next year. I already have notes for adjustments, changes, shifts that we want to make. Uh, you and I have some business to talk about at some point off the air about uh, Charity's video. Um, and I do want to at some point... Was it better than mine? Not Charity's video. Um, Charity's <laughs> ideas. Uh, she has some really good ideas that we want to need to Her video adjust. wasn't better than mine, was it? She didn't Where's make Charity? a video unless oh, no. it's the one her and Brad make in the bedroom. Ooh. Brown chicken brown cow. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's what Brad sounds like. <laughs> What's Charity's noises? Charity, sorry, <laughs> sorry for this. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, do you have family that's watching this? <laughs> no, my mom. Uh, she doesn't have mom. internet. No, she doesn't have <laughs> Venezuela, you know. 
Señora Rodríguez, te amo. Te, te amo, amo siempre. Te amo. Yeah, that's awesome. So we are going to, if you haven't seen the videos on Facebook, uh, go to Gravity Lab Radio's Facebook page. Check out Danny and TB. See what they got. Yeah, you hate Facebook. No, that's good. <laughs> uh, uh, videos and react to the one you like the most. And uh, at the very end, we're going to close the show a little bit differently tonight. At the end of the show, we're going to get naked. <laughs> that's normal, but we're going to do it on air this time. Uh, this time, we're actually going to show Jimmy Wynn's video. Jimmy was the runner-up to uh, Danny here. So that's I'd like fun. to... That's a fun plan. Yeah, close on that Man, one. Their, their videos were super neck and neck for me. They were both really, really great. I think, you know, I think it was obvious that those two put the most into the actual edit. Mm-hmm. I think it's, uh, you know, with the caliber of flying that's kind of everywhere at the drop zone right now, like it's not hard to get on a jump where something cool is going to happen. <laughs> so I think that it's pretty easy to get reasonably watchable footage, you know, but to see what... Uh, what people do with that footage and the time they put into making it watchable and entertaining for somebody else and putting a little bit of structure to it. You know, you can tell when someone just has a, you know, the, I would call it drag and drop editing, where it's just, you put a song on there and you put the clips in there and you just, there's no real order. There's no real, uh, you know, there's maybe there's not like, I liked Jimmy's cause it had a story. Did you see his with the Mr. Potato Amazing. And at the end when he flips the smile, oh, it's beautiful. Jimmy's a monster. But um, you know Daniela's fit with the with the music really well, and it was really personable. There were a lot of face shots. It, it had a good feel to it, and so they were. Uh, I mean, if you're looking at the caliber of flying, Jim, the flying in Jimmy's video was way better. Yeah. But a lot of the stuff in Danny's video was intentionally bad, <laughs> which was equally awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So man, I, they they both did a really great job. I I really liked uh, DQs was great. Uh, yeah. Glenn's was awesome. Uh, Blair's was good. Braxton's was good. Uh, man, all of them were pretty entertaining. Yours, don't be shy. That was just a promo. It was good. Yeah, that was not. He's. Yeah, to be clear, Nick is never eligible until we decide that you're in Nick level. So one year we're going to create a new class called Nick level. <laughs> well, it looks like I'm just having to go after a GoPro sponsorship my fucking self. Yeah, so you're just going to have to take wish. care of that. Uh, yeah. Um, I need one. But uh, for those who are asking, man, we can't. I don't think doing two film festivals in one year is a good idea because how much time and energy these folks put into putting this footage together. I know Danny's been working on it since before July, uh, just because I know when she started it. So uh, I don't think we can get the product out there that people want want to put together or that's worth it. But what we're looking at doing is a, a mini film festival in about six months, plus or minus, just a time where everybody can come to the drop zone, throw down the footage you have, show the edits you have, and see what uh, people like about it, so what people don't like about it. Kind of kind of like a, a peer review, and uh, I don't have all the details yet, but you're in on that idea? Sure. Videos. I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not judging. We're not doing anything but hanging out, have the projector, the screen, and we'll point at people who want to make fun of you after your video's done. Sounds That's like a plan. Deal. Sold. Carlos. Sir. What's your favorite thing in the whole wide world? McDonald's. <sighs> my daughter. Your daughter. <laughs> that was sweet, right? That was pretty good. Oh, yeah, McDonald's. I, I really put you on the spot. You I really know. came up with a, a solid answer. <laughs> Where's your wife in that? Your daughter, McDonald's. In the middle. Okay. You're <laughs> you supposed know? to say number three. There you go. It's so number two. She's in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Wh- what have you liked the most about being a dad? I don't know. Okay, what's the hardest part? Changing the diapers. Yeah, is that really difficult? No, the, the hardest part were the first three months, especially for Maria, like to get up like at 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 5 a.m. It's like, that's the hardest part. 
but you do it like for love. You're not le- you're not getting up to I don't know to do something that you don't want to do. You know Kyle Henderson? Yes. He let me borrow his uh, Infinity to put some jumps on it this past weekend. Awesome guy. And so I, he's super super kind fellow. So yeah. I grabbed him to thank him. Like, hey, let, thanks for letting me uh, try your rig out. We talked about it for a little bit, and then. Uh, I told him congratulations on the baby because that's why he wasn't out there jumping. Oh, he just and got he, a new baby? Yeah, they got a brand new baby. It's their second <laughs> kid, though. Brand new. So, th- yeah, they got a brand new one fresh off the lot. Dude, he was born all or late, she was all born the latest upgrades? days before Harvey. I think she was five years old while the flooding, or five days old while the flooding was going on. Her name's Harvet. <laughs> I bet. That's not true. That's I hope. mean of me to give her I'll give change the name baby a fake Harvet name. I'm sorry. The third. But uh, he was saying that. Dur- that he was describing a very similar thing for their first kid. That it was like the neither one of them were sleeping, like really, really hard. That really difficult time period. And he said this time around, they, he's just kind of committed to they might have to sleep separately. She's gonna take care of the baby. She's so it, it was kind of like they're gonna pick to only have one person be sleep deprived and miserable, so that the other person can actually get rest, go to work, and then when they come home, if the person who you know, you right now it's mom. Right now, who isn't getting good sleep, if she needs to have a here take the baby moment. Oh uh, yeah, Maria was. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think that's super uh, responsible and yeah. a good move from an experienced parent who actually learned something the, the first time around. Maria was a hundred percent like that, man. She respected my my sleep, and I woke up like sometimes, you know, but she was like, "You need to go to work," and she was really thoughtful. How thoughtful! Like she was really thoughtful for of me, and I was like. Some people have it 10 times worse than I did. And she was like, I got it. So the baby was born in Venezuela, right? Yeah. So she's a Venezuelan. <laughs> what were you doing for work in Venezuela where you guys were back there? Yeah, I worked like in stock market. That's what I Oh, did. yeah? Yeah. Some secret insider trading? Shh. Did you, you clean the floors? Son of a bitch. Yes. What did you do in the stock market? I stuck it. Nah, <laughs> just, you know, like bonds and stuff. That's, that's what I used to do. So yeah. do you still do any of that? Sometimes. Like for yeah. some, some side cash? Yeah, but with like, I got my own clients, you know, and just keep them updated and help them out. Well, cool. help them because they help me also. How come you're not helping me out? How come we're not making what any investments? What do you want to do? I want to get rich tomorrow. Well. <laughs> so you're still watching the market. You're still, I mean, yeah. in the U.S., you're keeping track of what's going on out yeah, there. Yeah, I do. I'm curious, man. Totally side topic from skydiving yep. now. But the market's starting to hit some real big highs. Like, it's all-time ever. Just closed, like, the uh, the Dow just closed, like, uh, 20, no, 23,000? Something like that. It broke the record. Yeah, it, 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 it just reached a line. It hasn't reached. S&P is doing extremely well. Yeah. I watch the market, and it's, it's a sign of what's going on. And I don't watch just the market, but specific stocks and whatnot. Yep. At what point does this implode and fall apart? That's the question. That is, the, uh, that's that happened already here. The verbal, like um, on the loan part, remember that? Yeah. That happened like seven years ago, something like that? Ten years ago, oh, seven, years ago. oh, nine. And oh, nine. some people saw it coming and they took their chances and they won a lot of money by looking at the market, paying attention of what was going on. So I don't really do too much uh, like stocks per se, mm-hmm. I do more like portfolios. like. If you want to go conservative, if you want to go aggressive and all that stuff. that's More what sure investments. Yeah, then. well, sure, but with a risk. But yeah, more sure than because like stocks are really vulnerable, like you were saying. It's like super that. volatile. But if you have like a balanced portfolio, there's a lot less chance you lose some money. So what does a balanced for- portfolio look like? What does that mean? Aggressive, 
some stocks and some yeah like, but balance like so what sort of companies are are you investing like the government is here in the u.s the government is like you know they're gonna pay and everything to buy a bond from venezuela that's that's crazy that's a, that's aggressive but that's the money right there if they pay the commitment you're gonna be good because their return rate is insane because nobody wants to invest in a country that is falling apart you know and especially in the oil prices buy when it's low so when it's high always it's low right now right now what is low marijuana stocks boom dude does, I, does that exist dude marijuana <laughs> fucking company stocks exist they're selling for fucking fractions and pennies pennies and fractions of pennies so you can go buy thousands of stocks for a very reasonable price you're risking hundreds of dollars at that point but <laughs> at what point does marijuana become legal in our country whether you like it or not it's mm -hmm. pointing more and more towards it yep which one of these con companies is the next Starbucks? Which one of these companies mm -hmm. is the next whatever? Mm -hmm. I don't think any of them will be that big because Marlboro has already invested in marijuana years ago. Right. But and dude, you got a bunch of lazy stoners running <laughs> these new companies. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you just find not gonna amount to shit. You you just find the companies that uh, do. You just find the companies that are uh, that aren't run by stoners. And Chad Hall said on Facebook the other day, "I love you, Jet Boy." That you won't see a stoner at a country concert. I immediately called him out with Willie Nelson. What the fuck, Chad <laughs> Hall? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> the country stoner, <laughs> the biggest besides <laughs> Cheech and Chong. Willie Nelson. How do you not get a bigger stoner? Oh wait a minute. There now it's on me. Back well, to you. <laughs> well, howdy. Hey. Welcome back, everybody. Yep. Well, hey. Yeah. I really had no idea that you that you uh, had a history in, in investments in, yeah. in the stock market. That's interesting. Yeah. Do you know what Bitcoin is? Yeah. How um, do you feel about Bitcoin? I hate it. You're not a believer in the Bitcoin? None. Is it cryptocurrency in general or Bitcoin in general? <sighs> Crypto, but Bitcoin, I hate it especially because people think like, for example, with money, I had this huge argument about, good argument about the Bitcoin. And for me, you need to have, you know, solid backup right there so money can be worth it. There's no, there's no backup for Bitcoin. I think yeah, it's like all the bullshit. gold standard that's yeah. that's missing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Yeah, the, everything. I mean, I, I understand both sides of that argument because yeah. right now, like, gold doesn't back our dollar anymore, mm -hmm. and the value of the dollar is only because we all kind of agree that this is money and it has this that's worth this much, right? Mm. And that's kind of what's happening with Bitcoin. There's nothing really backing it. But as long as the people who have it all agree that it has a certain value, and that there are companies—have you ever that, heard? Oh, sorry. No, there are companies that translate that into into actual dollars or yen or wherever the fuck you are in the world. You can transfer Bitcoin into real money. But as long as the community of people who uh, are using Bitcoin continue to believe that, and the government doesn't shut it down, mm. then it still has that value. But I think there there are definitely a lot of variables there. Yeah. But isn't that it just isn't that most investments that there's going to be? Yeah, well, economic economy is based on you know trust, and if like you say, if you trust like Bitcoin is going to be worth this, and everybody agrees on it, it's going to be a. But like for me, I'm a you know defender of. I need to see the facts. I need to see how this is like back up with something, and I just don't see it in Bitcoin. And like, so you think it's a bubble right now? This Bitcoin? It's a bubble. When's it going to pop, Carlos? I don't know. I'll let you guys know so you can get rich. Don't buy Bitcoin. I do. I, so Stam and I were going to Germany last year. Okay. And I heard that you can get a Bitcoin debit card and that it works everywhere. So you you take your Bitcoin, you make basically you're, you're buying a prepaid credit card with your with your Bitcoin. And then you don't have to pay like international uh, yeah. fees and 
You don't have to deal with your credit card company canceling your card because you're making international purchases. They think your card's stolen. Mm-hmm. So I put like five hundred dollars in a Bitcoin account. Okay. And then left it there. We didn't. I, I didn't end up using it when we traveled, and I left it there. So right now it's right there. Yeah, right now it's like thirty-two hundred dollars because it went up a shit ton. And how long of a time? Oh, a one year, right? A year, yeah. I have friends who four years ago tried to convince me to buy Bitcoin and to do about a hundred dollars worth. And I don't remember what he told me it was worth the other day, but that kind of math—it's worth, in your case, six times what it was worth. Mm-hmm. Well, it's fake. But I mean, it's only—I agree like that, it, that it's probably a bubble, which is why I why I bring it up and why I'm interested yeah. in it. Is like, should I? I mean. If I've just turned five hundred dollars into thirty two hundred dollars, should, should I just sell it right now before this bubble pops? Because you know, I, I, I consider myself not, uh, not invincible to advertising, but I think I'm less susceptible than most people to to advertising because I'm just the sort to question everything. Like yep. I just don't believe in anything. I just want to. Everyone's up to something, you know. Okay. And so, and I've actually started seeing a lot of Bitcoin advertisements lately. Okay. Which means it's probably full of shit <laughs> and that someone's trying to, you know, they're trying to make that bubble bigger before it bursts. Yeah. Well. And so I, I wonder what people with experience in uh, in stock market and in trading think about Bitcoin and, and its uh, perceived value. Yeah, I just hate it, but I know people that really trust it. And, like, they bought their machines to, you know, to do the algorithm and all that to... Get a Bitcoin mine. You know how it works, more or less. How they're mining Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah. So, for me, like, oh, let's let's make some money. You know, like, I'm gonna buy a machine to make. Well, I don't know. I just don't trust. It's very odd, and yeah. it's different for sure. They just put that machine there to work, and it's you're gonna be rich. But uh, yeah, I don't know if that's but, how it works. Well, me too. But but I hate it. But let's say someone came to you with ten thousand dollars right now, and they're like, "Hey, I want to put this money somewhere to make me more." Not Bitcoin. Never. Uh, yeah, so not Bitcoin. <coughs> yeah. But where would you say? I go for bonds, you know? Is I see, I, I ha- I'm pretty ignorant to all this stuff. Okay. So when you say a bond, I honestly don't even know what that means. Bonds are like papers or I don't know how to say in English too much. Certificates. Yeah, there you go. Like companies need some cash, right? Mm-hmm. So they put these bonds with a, a mature date. In that date of maturing, the bond is going to be 100% of the worth. So they sell it to you like for 80% more or less. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you gotta wait two years, five years, to get the hundred percent. But between those years, you get an interest rate, and the coupon of that interest rate is gonna be like every three months, every four months, or you know trimestral, whatever the the bond says. Okay, they're gonna pay you interest for it, and at the end, no matter what, you get a hundred percent. But there's some bonds that you buy from eighty, and they can go up to hundred eighty percent of the amount of the value between that time, because the closest it gets to the maturity date or the day it's going to end, the lower it gets. to oh, Or the 100% equivalent it's going to get. So you got to play between not too close to the date, not too early. Like between is when you really play with them. Like, oh, they're going up. People are, you know, oil bonds. When the, bond, when the oil was going up, oh, man. Those bonds were 180%. So if you buy it today, it's going to be 180%, but maybe it's going to be tomorrow 220 or they're going to drop. You know, you got to play with that. But you're looking for the coupon, you know, the so interest. You, when, when you buy a bond, you're not committed to holding that bond until it's maturity. You don't date. have to. You can sell it whenever you want. You can want. sell it to anybody. So that's the game you try and play. Buy it. They're, when it's lower, they're promising that by X date, it's going to be worth this much. No and, matter what. And you're trying to get rid of it somewhere in the middle. Yep. There okay. you go. Yep. All right. You got to play that game. And yep. then we make it rain after that. 
Make it rain. Make it rain McDonald's money, bitch. Boom, boom, boom. So wait a minute. Do you look at real estate at all in the Houston area? Real estate in Florida. I do. In, in Florida? Yeah. I mean, Valerie and I, we, we own two houses. One's a rental property for us now, and we have the one we live in. And so we just kind of know the real estate value here. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just, we're, we're curious. We're trying to figure out when does this bubble burst? Because just in four years and in 10 years are the two times we've frames we've owned these properties, um, the increase in value has been significant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do just I, we're we're trying to figure out when do we decide to get out yeah. and take that money from property into bonds. That's actually where we're looking at now. So, you you Val and I could probably sit here for about a four hour conversation, and we'd be learning from you, bro. <laughs> we we be don't worry, man. Yeah, her dad is also Valerie got a Parver degree in finance, so she's oh. also a, a math nerd when it comes to money. She That's takes awesome. care of all the money because she makes it all. You got an no, Asian and a math nerd in one house? Boom. Oh, yeah, dude. It's Money's good in this house because she makes it. You guys better be counting them stacks if you know what I'm saying. She's counting stacks. I'm counting change. That's what I make. Love it. <laughs> so, Carlos. Sir. If that is your real name. Maybe. You know what I like about these microphones? What? I can talk really soft and really quiet, and you still hear me, and it gets more and more creepy. <laughs> Give me chills. <laughs> Do you need the boner pillow? Are you aware of the boner pillow? No. So Ben Nelson was one of our first guests. Great. And for the whole episode, he was holding this pillow on his lap. And nobody said anything about it until the very end. I'm pr- I don't know if it was me. I feel like it was me, but it could have been somebody else. Accused him of hiding a boner under that pillow. Was he? Uh, well, the pillow was never the same. Let's say that. Ben Nelson... We need you to clarify this. Ben does not have to hide his boner. I mean, he gets one. You just don't have to hide it. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Do we have to talk about boners again? And Ben. So, hey, anybody who wants to come on the show at some point and be a guest, just to be clear, we're only mean to Ben Nelson. So. That is true. I think we've been pretty polite to most most of our guests. Yeah. But Do you roast him? Ben no, Nelson? I mean, it's just like buddy <laughs> shit talking mostly, but he definitely is the recipient of a lot of it. Yeah. I think uh, Jay and uh, Ben Nelson, I think they were back-to-back guests, were they not? Yeah, you Ooh. and I did our first episode, and then Ben and then Jay were the first two guests after that, and it we were brutal. We, we, we just <sighs> tore each other up, so Love after it. that, we heard from a lot of people who were afraid to be guests because you're dicks to your guests. <sighs> Guys, you're not Ben Nelson, don't worry. I don't feel like you were mean to me on the first one. Well, because you weren't Ben Nelson or Jay Vienendahl. That's a really good point that I'm very happy you pointed out. <laughs> Are thank, you? Thank you. No. Great. Thank the fuck Christ. So uh, <laughs> I had a really good question for you, but now I'm just thinking of negative things to say about Ben Nelson. Oh, my God. I still I do miss his face. He is coming uh, to visit sometime in the near future just to uh, pick up some of his stuff because his Dow strip is oh. a little bit longer. We're going to plan it around a little sit-down and visit here, so uh, we will get the Three Stooges back together once again. And I think it will be a perfect night to uh, put you two over there and me over here. That's kind of my goal. All right. I like this taking a nap shit back here. Yeah, well, you get mad at me when I do that. Oh, you should talk more. Hey, turn that camera around. Be part of the show. Hey. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) So, Carlos, about football. And I'm not talking about American football. Which is I'm not. I'm talking about el football. Football. The, the soccer, if you will. Don't say that. You don't like that word, right? I hate it. Tell, tell me about football and uh, why, why do so many South Americans, Central Americans, why are they all about it? It's the game. 
greatest game I'm ever. I'm just going to say, I don't see you distracted by many things. Okay. And I have seen you watching football games on your phone on the airplane. Yes. <laughs> I hate there's no Wi-Fi in the airplane. So we're going to talk about what that. What is it? Is this, is this a cultural thing? Like I'm obsessed by football. Yeah, but why? <sighs> is it practicing running to get to America? Yes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of a really terrible joke that I'm probably not going to say right now. Go the Olympics? <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't Mexico have any Olympic teams? Because <laughs> all their best runners, jumpers, and swimmers are already over the border. <laughs> Sorry, I have Mexican friends, okay? I love you guys. But I cannot help that he means racism well. is comical. He means well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, now that Get I've ready uh, put that out there. Yeah. Sorry, world. Football is the greatest game ever. Okay, you could only have football or skydiving. Which is it going to be? You can only have one. Okay, we're not. We're gonna. Okay, you're gonna to think about it. Yeah. So you uh, you still play some football, yeah? Yeah, every Monday. Tell me about your football league. The best one ever. No, it's not. It's really good. I have a lot of fun. I play with Fernando. Are there white people to play? <sighs> no. No white people no. allowed. Cowboys? You racist uh, son Referees. Of Is there more Spanish or English <sighs> on the field? Man. Is there any English I'm going to put it this way. If immigration goes to that place, <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. La migra. Ven aquí. Ven conmigo, por favor. Mira. Yeah. We play every <laughs> Monday, me and Fernando, against a bunch of people, and it's awesome. I love it. Do you know who Ari Shafir is? Who's who? He, Ari Shafir, he's a, he's a comedian. Uh. He he did this bit on YouTube for a while called The Amazing Racist. Oh, yeah. You saw, uh, we, you saw him? Together. Yeah, where he fills up the, the back of his pickup what truck. What an idiot, man. No, so for anyone who hasn't seen this video, get up, uh, get on YouTube, look up Ari Shafir, The Amazing Racist. He drives around uh, in his pickup truck and gets some... Uh, migrant workers from an undisclosed country perfect and he's like okay yeah bring bring everybody bring everybody we're building a, a deck or something a deck, that's what he said. and then he tries like one of the guys tries to get into the cab of the truck and he says no you guys gotta all just pile on the back pile on the back so they all get in the back and then he just drives to the immigration building and he's like i've got them i've got them they're here and then man. they all run away what an and idiot. it's hilarious no it's pretty funny Man, am I in that situation? Yeah, it would be super, super shitty to be in that situation. <laughs> That's why it's funny. Like Pedro today? Like when I threw the ball at him? Did you see this? No, you weren't out today. No. Okay, so imagine that you're walking out of the I bathroom. I got it right here. Can we, oh, we should show it. You can show it to that camera right there for okay. anyone that, that was watching. You can also send me the video and I can share it on the screen now. How can I do that? How can we do that? Email it to me. Is it on your phone? Yes. Email it to me. Technology, I love it. Um, Which so I, I understand from a, a privileged white young man born in America. Yeah, that's a funny thing to watch, just because he's playing a pretty clever trick. Yep. But if that were my friends and family in the back of that truck, running away because they were worried about getting deported, yeah, I could see that being less funny. Yeah. But uh, I still think it's a great idea, and I really do think that most of his stuff is fake. Most of the amazing like, racist stuff. You think that was fake? I think it was fake because it shows he's got another skit where he's in a, like a super black neighborhood and he's going around to these uh, dry cleaning businesses and he's taking a Ku Klux Klan outfit to get <laughs> cleaned in these black uh, dry cleaning businesses. And, you know, they get upset and they get super pissed off. But some <laughs> of the camera angles, like it looks like the... the they were set up. Yeah, like there are more than one camera and they're behind the counter at these places and they're not like... If if we walked into a business right now and started 
doing something with cameras, they're going to look at the cameras and say, why are you guys filming me? And no, none of that is happening in this video. Mm. So I'm pretty sure it's bullshit. DJ, what's the email? DJ at the ratingscenter.com. Got it. You know, I've been sending people your Yahoo email address a lot. That's how the fuck my Yahoo email address is getting out there. Yeah. No, I don't use that. that. That's junk mail, and I miss half of the email that goes in there. And I've okay. been trying to figure out wh- where it's coming That's from. That's my fault. And I have been the guy on camera for a while now because I have forgot to switch over. Oh. oh, that's been exciting. No, I've been hitting... Ah, my, my, sh- my shortcut key is also linked to something oh, I need yep. to change. All right, gotcha. I'm going to change that enter key uh, transition to a different key. Uh, you know, I'm talking that's going to mess my whole world up. It is, but now that we're going to be able to share shit on this screen to everything else, the enter key has to be used on this computer. Well, yeah, I quit. All right. I Congratulations. Quit. You're out of here. Fuck you. So, Carlos, do you want to narrate what happens in this video, or should we just wait? Should we wait and show it? Let's <sighs> wait and show it. Yeah. I guess we won't spoil the surprise. But that's awesome. You can't think that this trick on the Amazing Racist is wrong and do this trick to Pedro. I'm not sending it to, you know... So that, yeah, I like what you said to him. Like he was like, "Oh man, you see what he did," and he and you ask him, "If you saw this in online, and it wasn't you, okay, would you love it or would you hate it?" Yeah, he would love it, and he said, "I'll love it," which is true. It's totally true. Yeah, which which is the same reason that you don't find the amazing racist thing as funny as I do because <laughs> I am in no way the butt of that joke, and <laughs> that could be your life. Yeah, it could be me. That could be me. So now you understand why I think it's funny yeah. and you don't. I give you that. Okay. What's your favorite joke, Carlos? Joke? Yeah, you know any jokes? Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> Can't even do it. No, it's uh, we were watching Catch Me If You Can the other day. You know that movie? Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio, Christopher I Walken. I concurred. Tom Hanks, yeah, please. Exactly. Tom Hanks. <laughs> is that on right now? Are no, they it is not that? on yet. Oh, man. It's not on. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. Okay. So people say. The laughter, the, you got to listen to Fernando laughing. It. So, so, um, so bear on. with us for a second. Yeah. DJ's trying to figure out how in the world, if you guys are watching the live stream on Facebook, he's going to try and put what he's watching on his screen. Onto the live stream on Facebook. Uh oh. And he's really certain that he can make that happen, and I'm doubting him. And now, <laughs> what was working earlier, I have to restart OBS to do. Oh, that's going to kill our live stream. And yeah, that's not yeah, going to work. So, so, sorry, Charlie. Suck it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, DJ, why don't you narrate the video for us since uh, since this is your first time seeing it? Can we film it with the camera after? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Put, just put your yeah, phone yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you okay, yeah, show it on we'll the video? Put, okay. put, put your phone up to that camera right there. So And you narrated it's going as it's going on because I really... I am... Um, dude, I just... Yeah. And How's that go again? We need to have a Gravity Lab sponsored karaoke night. What do you think about that idea? Dude, very easily done. You want to do it? Um, we need to find the music. Okay, so hang on. Carlos is holding his... Uh, hey, Carlos, you can look right here at this screen. You see this one on the right? Oh, yeah. That's a little washed out right there, man. That is quite I a bit washed out. Well, son of a bitch. Get it right up in there. Get super close. Maybe it's going to adjust the... How about hold it in front of this? Hold on, let me see it. Now, I'm not on screen right now, but I can see if it's going to work or not. Nope, it's still the same level of brightness. Well, shit. So, what? just uh, here, sit down, Carlos. 
And why don't you tell the world about oh, Carlos. you being a monster? Carlos, hold it up to the screen now, the, your screen down there. Yeah, you got to turn your brightness down, buddy. So lower oh, it just okay. a little bit. There you go. There it All is. All right, press play. You guys watching on Facebook? Okay, so Carlos is standing up on top of the banister. Monk. <laughs> you got to give that audio over here when you get a second. So Carlos thought it would be really funny to stand on the, uh, what do you, it's not a balcony, what would you call that? A little walkway above the bathroom. So he's basically standing on the second floor. The bathroom's on the first floor. And as Pedro comes out of the bathroom, Carlos drops a soccer ball on top of his head and it fucking nails him. And then the soccer ball goes bouncing off and you hear Fernando's maniacal laughter in the background. Can you will you play the the laughter just in the no in the microphone like it like it was speakerphone before? So one of my favorite things is <laughs> one of my favorite things. What did he say? I got it. I got oh, you got hang okay. One of my favorite things watching these Venezuelans, Pedro, Fernando, Carlos, uh, the Chileans that join him, is the fucking practical war. I thought you were going to say the children when the you said children. Chileans. I thought you were going to say well, they all children. Like boys. Yeah, dude, the the youth, especially fucking with uh, what's his nuts, Ben High Five Salada. Oh man, man, that <laughs> you guys fuck with that kid. <laughs> Has he stopped recently? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, call him out really, really mean, and he'll stop. No, I did. I think I was the first one to do it. You were, like always. <laughs> it, then Is Le- that bad, though, to set the precedent of being assertive and telling someone something they need to hear? You try to help I him out. I think that's all right. You try to help me out. Dude, Leo and I uh, watched this tandem student in Manifest the other day just be super, super ultra annoying. Like, tell him manifest who he wants to jump with, how he's going to do it, who's going to jump with who, who's doing what. Super, super friendly, but annoying as fuck. And Leo and I are like, I hope he gets Ben. I hope he gets Ben. Because Ben and him are going to high-five the whole ride up to altitude. And he got Ben. And Leo and I looked at each other and just... I'm at the student, you know, STP area, and Leo's over in the tandem area. And across the hangar, we locked eyes and both lost it. And nobody around us knew why. We got it. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, dude, that was so good. Yeah, man. Oh, oh wait. Oh, but, what'd you do? Oh, wait. You killed it. Yeah, I killed it. It so. doesn't even see you anymore. Yeah, I don't exist anymore. That's okay. Boom. Now I fixed me. There we go. Oh. There we go. That's back at you guys. So, man, keep a tropical boogie. That's like, we, we know why you wanted to do it. Yep. When you, when you brought this out, you were hoping to participate in most of the event. Yeah. But you didn't. You actually, during the weekend. What happened on Saturday, Carlos? Yeah, man. There was a student, and I jumped with him. So here it is, your event. Let's be real. This is as you, you better turn that camera back on yourself, or I'm gonna lose my shit. Dude, you're gonna train me. <laughs> this is how I trained you, and it works good. You uh, you you brought these fly for life boys out, and and not just the super cool crew, but homies of yours. Yeah. To fly with and to share with your friends, and yet you said fuck that noise. I'm gonna take care of this student. Did you take care of the student out of obligation of your job or just because you felt like it was what you needed to do for somebody else? That was it. That was it. <laughs> and I, I watched you. I watched you that day. You worked with that student all day long, smiling as if you were on the fucking <laughs> fly for life shit. Smiling like it's the, the coolest thing ever d- <laughs> done, man. We see a lot of our friends who work in the sport. Excuse me. Now that's on me, I'm belching. 
and work in the sport, but yet when they do events, they completely remove themselves from work. A lot of us actually grow to hate skydiving as far as it being work. And I say us, at some point it was me, but at some point you've never lost that passion for skydiving, even when it comes to students. How do you keep that passion alive through all of that? I don't know. I just really like what I do. And, you know, that guy, he he was also something special because that guy was from Qatar. And we had a translator in that moment. So I was talking to him and I was like, he told me the only day that I can come is on Saturday. And I was like, yep. Just come. Is this is that the day you gotta go? I gotta go. But he really needed it to jump, you know. And for real, the event was doing great. And I s- maybe you saw me smiling also because I was so happy of what was going on and to see the planes moving all day, jumping with those guys. And that guy really needed the help. So I was like, I don't care. I'm gonna do some jumps with him until he's done today and then if i got time i hook up with them again and i did so i don't know if uh that maybe came i I understand what you're saying because i knew the situation but that this person who you were taking through the scp new skydiver program at skydive spaceland didn't speak english none right he's from qatar which what do they speak arabic arabic okay so translator saved my life he only speaks arabic yeah you speak english and spanish neither of which are arabic yeah. And so you have this guy in the middle who's not a skydiver. Yeah. Who's on the radio for him, right? No, he wasn't on the radio because he was afraid sometimes. So he was beside me on the radio. Beside the you on the radio. Yes. Okay, and you learned the commands? Yeah, Pedro really gave me a good hand with that because he had an experience kind of similar. And I did learn the command from this guy from Qatar, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit crazy. But, yeah. So you're, you're teaching this guy the SCP class. Yes. And so how, how does this go? Like, are you just doing one sentence at a time? I think that class, uh, Pedro did a lot of it also. And we had to change a little bit the way we did it. It was more like showing instead of, like, telling him a bunch of stuff. Because we don't know if the translator was doing a good job, you know. You're throwing this word at these guys. And you don't know if he's giving the right information to the guy. So we were like, okay, the plan to attack is going to be like to demonstrate as much as we can. And it was a lot of walking, you know, and a lot of like canopies emergencies. And, uh, you know, show me the pattern to see if he learned. And he looked like he did. So we took a chance and we took him up there. He did good. How many jumps did he end up getting? Six. Yeah, and then he he had to fly back to Qatar. That that's why he, that's why you know it was important to him to jump. And I was like, let's do it, let's jump. You know, I don't think many of us were surprised to see you pull yourself off of that event. <laughs> yeah, I think even even if it wasn't this special situation with Qatar, which I I didn't know that was a student until you just brought it up. Okay, uh, I still think you would have uh, done the same thing. Probably yeah. And I think you'd probably still be just happy about it. Oh yeah. And man, I I just want to reach into your stupid, beautiful heart and grab <laughs> some of that and steal it from you, o- it. only because I want to be more content with the things that happen in my day to day life. You know, mm. it's super easy. Like for me, uh, I guess it's really easy for me to 
get into like on my computer, you know, I'm mashing my keys and I'm mashing my keys and I get less and less personable the more that I'm into a project, you know, it's like, I don't know what it is. Like imagine that you're in the middle of a football game and you're in the zone and someone comes and taps on your shoulder and starts, starts asking you some fucking <laughs> questions, you know, and it, I, I yeah, feel I, I feel like that's a pretty easy time for me to be like not social, you know, and I know that to to most people I probably just look like I'm sitting there not doing very much, but that's kind of when my when my mind is really in the song. yeah I'm in really am <laughs> just in that flow state, know. you know, yep, and uh, then from that point on it's it's really easy for me to get caught in a negative like uh, mood, yeah yeah I just want to be in a bad mood about it, like man this person's being inconsiderate where they're not being rude intentionally they just don't understand that i'm involved in something hmm. and uh i think i work pretty independently for the most part that i don't really ask very much from very many people to do my job and to do a good job i think i like to do things on my own hmm. and so i think i get frustrated when someone approaches me with something and i can tell they haven't done any work to figure it out for themselves they're just coming to someone who they think knows the answer hmm. and man i just get really frustrated and uh, it seems like I've had times when it's easier in my life to uh, find that positive perspective, but it takes work. And uh, again, it's just something I admire about you so much is that Thank it seems so. I'm not giving you a compliment. I'm telling you, I want to steal it. Steal it. <laughs> it's no, man, it's, it's it is. It seems very natural, and it's super uh, super refreshing to be around. That I know that you know I can always count on a positive interaction from you. <laughs> that I know that, like, if I come in in a bad mood, well, fuck, at least I'm going to see Carlos. He's going <laughs> to give me a smile. He's going to give me a hug. And it's going to be super genuine, you know? Like, there are some people who it's not obvious that they're faking it, but it just doesn't feel the same, you know? Mm. Someone who's uh, forcing a, a positive interaction because they think that it makes them more likable or some, well, whatever it is. But from you, it's just so, like, that's just who you are. <laughs> and, man, I can't tell you enough times how... Uh, how refreshing it is, and how uh, how good it is to have to have you there. Same, you know. When <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah. When you first uh, when you first showed up, you know, I honestly. Uh, I remember that first day exactly. Yeah, I remember you too. I remember for like thinking that you uh, looked and act l acted like a white kid who was just a Venezuelan kid, <laughs> like that. I imagined like let's say not not like. Uh, like a kid that had grown up in the U.S., but like would have been like a long-haired skater kid. <laughs> I kind of had that same vibe from you, but that you were just uh, not yeah. that white kid. Yeah. And I remember not. Uh, you know, I think I judge people at first, uh, expectation-wise, mm -hmm. like of oh, I think this person's gonna shoot this sort of video, or they're gonna have this sort of interaction with uh, with customers. And man, it did not take you very long to to get on my good side and you, you know, you're super driven to, to do your job and to do a good job and to, uh, to be super positive while doing it. So yep. you're one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. You too. I love you. Love you more. How do you do it though? How you did it? I think that's a hard question to expect you to have an answer to because I want to ask you that same question. I want to say, Hey man, what thought do you have that I can plug into my stupid asshole brain <laughs> It's going to make me happy like you. That's what I'm after when I ask that question. Do you, ha do you have an answer to that? Nope. So I, it's it's a hard question to ask that way, but maybe if we, we direct the, the traffic, maybe. Um, you have negative interactions. You have negative moments. Oh, yeah. Whether you feel them or you receive them, you, you deal with them. Everybody. Yeah. 
So when somebody comes up to you and is just in a very negative place and complaining to you, because we, we deal with a lot of complaining, whether it's customers or fellow jumpers, what what do you do to not let that complaining? What do you think when I, I'm sitting there complaining about how much of an asshole Nick's being because he's locked into his computer right now? I don't know. I just try to look at, you know, like at the good side, well, like of pretty much everything, you know, like a lot of people complain. And I heard, I read a, a really good quote the other day. I put it in the board, remember? He said that the world is full of nice people. If you can find one, be one, you know? And I read it in Twitter. It was something super random. I was like, this guy's a genius. And it's true, you know, because a lot of people complain about little situations, but they haven't, like, seen a really bad situation, like, worse than they think they are. For example, I come from a third world country. I'm not going to lie. Venezuela is a third world country. And to see people like starving, eating from the, from the, from the trash, that builds off character. Here is what we call first world problems. You know? we, we call those white people problems where I'm from. Yeah. Some people are like, oh man, I can't believe. Not, not for nothing. We're going on the order. I can't believe we're going on the order. <laughs> man, you don't know the privilege you have to go on the order, you know? Or I'm going on the caravan. It's too tight. These benches are low. This, well, you know what I mean. And we come from places that I was super spoiling my drops on two in Venezuela. We have a good plane, thank God. But like for example, where Pedro or, or like the majority of the skydivers in Venezuela were from, 182 without a door. So suck it, you know. Like you're gonna be there and you're gonna be the happiest guy on earth. And when we come here, it's like this is Disneyland, you know, for us. And my first skydiving trip, when I saw two planes turning, I was like, this is, you know. In Venezuela, to get in a load was like, man, you got to get 40 minutes before. And you're like, you want to go in this 15-minute call? What is this, you know? So some people complain, but they don't really know what's behind it. So I try to, you know, like reinforce them, like not saying like, ah, in Venezuela we do this, but man, come on, you're skydiving. We're doing st st not just skydiving, even my family, you know, or... Or Maria sometimes, and I even complain. And Maria put me back in my senses. That's what I try to look at. You know, like there's a lot of people in a hundred million times worse situations than this. So let's take advantage of this. You know. So do you feel like uh, being a part of legitimate struggle as you grew up helped you to uh, be more positive about things being good or things even well, just being normal? That to be honest, like I didn't have a struggle to grow up. You know, because. Thank God my family had the means, you know, to help me out. And all my friends like that. But just open that window that we're in, that little box. Just look outside that box and see how miserable people are. That's when you realize, like, man, you know, just say thank you for everything we got. And it's, it's like that, man, because, like I said, I didn't, my family, you know, they provide me with everything and more than I asked for. And I'm super thankful about that. And, you know, Maria's family also and a lot of people. But just look a little bit above that window and you're going to see how people are dying for nothing. You know, that's when you got to be like, that's crazy. You know, I think one of the cutest things I've ever heard is the way that you use the phrase super thankful. <laughs> Thank you. I'm super thankful <laughs> you heard that. Super thankful. Super thankful. 
<laughs> Man, I fucking love you, Carlos. Me too. Jesus. Yeah. So uh, I think we're getting close to. So we got about ten more minutes left to keep to keep shooting the shit. It all seems right. like when we don't keep an eye on the time, we go to like three hours all of a sudden, Perfect. and then these get way too long. But uh, what what uh, what are your goals in skydiving? Like, where do you want to keep going with it? Get better every day. You know, but, but what does that look like when you think of Carlos looking better? Because I mean, you're a good flyer. Like <laughs> you're getting really decent at free flying. Your your angle flying is awesome. Your videos are great. You're becoming a really good SCP instructor. So like when you when you think of a down the road goal, what what does it look like? For real, like I always wanted to give to this sport. Like I was receiving, you know, like not for nothing, but in Venezuela, like people didn't invest the time. You know, like oh, you're a rookie and stuff. I'm not gonna jump with you. That was our Really common thing, and we respect it. So my starting as a skydiver was like, my goal is to see you the whole jump, just to see him. I don't care how far he was. And here, you know, like, it's my opportunity to give back to the sport. That's why I feel like I need to approach new jumpers a lot and, like, help him out. And, like, if I see them doing something wrong, I'm going to be like, idiot, what are you doing? Like, common thing. People want to free fly right away. Like, Every every day and every drop, it's like that. So we we talk a lot about the point of like just because you have an A license, yeah. just because you're a skydiver, doesn't mean that's a good point to start free flying. Would you agree? A hundred percent. Okay, sorry. Continue. Yeah. So like trying to help him out, like to improve, you know, like okay, we're gonna do this jump and the mentoring program. I think that's great for it. So when I go there and okay, brother, we're gonna do this and this, I'm feeling that I'm giving something that I didn't got when I started skydiving. And I would love. Someone to do that for me when I started. Because when I started, I was jumping with one of my best friends. He's he's like this tall. He's and our goal, like I said. What's wrong with the short guy? What are you saying? Short guy means that you have a long, long, no. long way to go. There you go. <laughs> no, hey, I'm wait. Creepy. Have I seen a video of this guy? Yeah, probably. Okay, I know who you're oh, talking yeah. about. Right. You've seen it. Okay, so continue. You short, your short yeah, friend. Yeah, so we jumped together, and like I said, we were separate. Probably a thousand feet horizontal, and we was like, we saw each other the whole free fall. That was amazing, and it was the most scary thing ever. If you go back right now, and <laughs> I tried to prevent that, like trying to help new jumpers to do it, and that's why I became an STP instructor to give them all the guidance I can get, and then try to con- follow up their careers. Well, their skydiving careers for saying, and try to, and it's amazing how people sometimes approach to me, and I feel like I did that to people that I looked up to. So I was like, man, this is awesome. This guy's talking to me because he thinks I know what he's <laughs> what he needs to hear. But I really try to, you know, you should do this, first do this. And sometimes I say, I'm not the right guy for this. Like, what canopy should I buy? Well, brother, you know, some different situations and stuff. Go talk to the guys that do canopy course. Go to, to talk to the guys in the pro shop. Or some people that, like, how do I soup? I don't soup, for example. <laughs> Nothing. I'm a grandma landing. I don't care. But how do I but do? What canopy are you flying? JVX seventy three. JVX seventy three. That's not a grandma parachute. Well, but it's a grandma style landing. Well, a little bit. I'm getting better. You're getting better. Yeah. Hanging on those rears. Trying. I'm going for the pond. No, what do you load that at? Two point two. That's n- you're not a grandma. <laughs> seventy three, not a grandma. Two point two, not a grandma. Okay. Thank you. You might not be landing and doing blind mans like Nick Lott and everything. I do blind mans. I close my eyes. Sometimes. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> you might not be ripping on the pond yet, but you ain't flying like a grandma if you're flying that shit. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And thank you, by the way. And yeah, 
it's awesome like to give back to the sport like that like brother you should do this and sometimes i go really honest and say man if you want to do this you need some coaching don't go try it by yourself and don't get killed but it's good well you're again uh in true carlos fashion giving me a very selfless answer considering <sighs> others way too much i want to know when you fantasize when you close your eyes and you see you doing something super badass what is Live it? Bigs. Live Bigs. Yes. You want to do big formation stuff. Yes. What What's appealing about that to you? I think there are the most challenging jumps on the planet, and I think like it's super awesome that the group is like really close. You know, like tight. Mm-hmm. Tight is the word. Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, it's an appropriate word. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a tight knit group. And those guys sometimes, to be honest, I didn't even hear about that jumps before coming to Spaceland. And that was make it big, you know. They're like, we're not gonna make a big deal out of this. We're just gonna do awesome jumps and shoot a video, maybe. And when I started looking at those jumps, I was like, man, that looks awesome. See, and I understand like what would maybe make you say that they that they seem like the most challenging jumps. <laughs> but like for for me, like staying with an angle <laughs> dive on my belly is way harder than anything I do in a whole whole Live Bigs event. I know. And so, you know, it's just really, I think any person really can be good at any aspect in skydiving. It's just really where you put your focus and Mm -hmm. what you decide you want to be good at. But uh, for me, the the people who scare me the very most (laughs) are the people who think they're good at skydiving. Like, did you ever have that moment where you you thought you were getting good at it? Yeah. And then the realization that you sucked at it? I went back to Earth <laughs> right so, away. So how, how One many, job it took me. How many jumps did you have when you thought you were getting on? 100 right? of us, invincible. <laughs> I was like, what? I got 100. Vu. Remember You were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got 100 jumps, brother. So we're going to go all the way. Right. And uh, that 100 jump wonder phase, like uh, that's the perfect phrase for it yeah. because it's such a... Like I could say, yeah, this hundred jump wonder, I could say that to you, and you understand it because you've been there, yeah. and you knew, you know what it's like to have that invincible feeling, and then you know what it's like where either something scary happens or mm-hmm. something dangerous. You know, there's a close call, or you just fuck up a skydive, whatever yep. it is that makes you realize, oh, I actually suck at this. Yeah. When was the first time that happened to you? My first head down jump. We're ready, brother. Let's do this. I was with two guys in Minnesota. I actually knew how to do it. I practiced it a little bit with my friend. I thought I was like, I was on my head pretty good. And then reality hit me in the face, just like that. I went out that plane and I didn't even saw them. So that was scary when I landed. At the moment, I was like, they're watching me for sure. And when I landed, they were like, brother, where were you? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, that was scary. My first not coach or solo head down. I was like, yeah, I got this. So how did your approach to learning change after that? By coaching. Coaching, coaching, coaching. And it took me a long while uh, just to to realize that I was uh, nobody, you know? Like, after two jumps, I was like, man, I don't know nothing about this sport. And I should stick to belly a long time because belly super underestimated and it's the basics of the sport. Everything... Go through your belly. And if you don't dominate belly, I think you should start doing belly first and then, you know, continue your way up. And don't underestimate belly. It's awesome. We've had this conversation on a lot of the, these podcasts that people who say that oh. belly's boring. What? And it's because they suck at it is usually the reason that they come up with that Agreed. excuse. 
I think that if you can really shred on your belly, like Blair is a perfect example of someone who's a really good flyer who can organize at pretty awesome much any, any level jumps. and I mean, organizes amazing belly jumps. He's awesome. You know, the that was something that some of the belly flyers pointed out at the film festival, seeing some footage of Blair's. Um, like I think it's like a nine-way uh, round the that they breaks into three <laughs> three-way pieces that he do the 360 and come back to man, the round. That was it's awesome. like, man, that's... Yeah, there. it's it's a there. it's a belly jump, but man, that is a sweet belly jump, man. and that uh, that's a slot. All every slot on that jump is something that not not everybody by any measure on the drop zone could could pull off, man. You know? And so I think, uh, yeah, if, yeah, if you're not having fun doing any sort of skydive, it's probably because you're just not good at it. Yep, like that's why I don't like going on belly angle <laughs> dives because I suck at it, and it's. Or way sit fly less fun. Yeah, sit fly exits. Let's go sit fly exits. Ah, let's go just head down and then we sit. Sit fly anything, man. Sit flying sit is fly fucking hard. Everything, man. This sport is endless. That's what was makes it awesome. And then once you open the parachute, whole new ro- world. Land that parachute like you should. See, I wish I had a time machine that could take me back like 10 years. Because <laughs> if 15. I could take my skill set back 10 years, I'd actually be good at skydiving. Yeah, me too. But man, it moves so fast, especially with the tunnel now. Stupid tunnel. Man. Have you been watching the uh, the tunnel competition at all? No. I haven't I watched one bit of it. Have you watched it at all, DJ? What tunnel competition? Worlds t- Worlds in Montreal is Tex, going on are you right winning? now. Yeah, Tex, Tex, are you Tex winning? and uh, Mr. John Wiggins are there competing right now. Is it an IBA event? Yes. Yeah, IBA. Or is it IBA or is it FAI? FAI. I think it's FAI. I, I don't know. Yeah, they're flying. But uh, they, yeah, they qualified for it at the Phoenix uh, IBA competition. So, you know, it could be an IBA competition. It's an know. FAI, second FAI Indoor Skydiving mm. World Championship 2017, and on it's trail. going on starting today. So Come on, Tex. I'm going to share a link on this feed. Uh, f- hey, look. Oh, no. Hold on a second. Oh, I actually, no. I changed the enter key, so the enter key no longer works, so you're going to be fucking on that. Now, now. what's my button? It's uh, just the plus key exists now. Every time oh, I was typing things great. on this computer to hit, you use the plus key already. Yeah, but that was my fade, bro. It was your fave. Fuck you. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every time I hit enter to type anything, it would it would switch over. So I'm gonna go ahead and share this FAI uh, link or two on the Facebook. Does thing. it have the live stream? Um I'm gonna find that as well. I'm not as quick as this Hola. computer's porn stuff as you. Um I, I'll get there in a second. Don't go down the porn hub rabbit hole again. I did not say that name, I was done there. Okay. Oh. All right. Sorry. Hola. Sorry. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Yeah, for my Spanish. There's followers. a VR section. I want to learn Spanish. How do I learn Spanish? Duolingo. D- do you really think Duolingo <sighs> works? Blair was doing pretty good. What about? <laughs> I mean, see, for me using Duolingo, I could really do a good job using the app. Okay. Like then. I could, I could like like a game, like any game that you <laughs> play on your phone, you get better at the game as you play it more. But True. I feel like the words. Like in the conversation and all that just didn't translate to real conversation. Mm. I just feel like there's a gap there between learning in this game and having a conversation with a person. Man, I just couldn't. I wasn't taking much out of it. Yeah, makes sense. It, it's kind of like that. Have did you have you seen the Rosetta Stone stuff? Have you seen any of that? I heard it, but nah, I haven't. You know, I haven't really like listening to it. I just need to watch Simpsons in, in Spanish. I really think that's a good strategy. Oh, Margo, you can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 You don't even know the end of the words. I was singing the song yeah, for you. Yeah, I do. Oh, karaoke? No, you ruined it. Karaoke? Okay, so when are we going to have our karaoke? Right uh, Gravity Lab. Right 
Right now? Right now. What I'm are we going to sing? I don't know. I'll challenge you. You challenge me. You're going to sing in Spanish. I think it's a terrible idea. You think? I have to sing in Spanish? No. It's going to be in English. La I was I told her I was going to make you sing that one. That you were going to make me sing La Cucaracha? Yeah, but you didn't know it. I don't know any word. What's what's the next one? Ya no puede caminar. Ya no puedo caminar? It can't walk anymore. Porque le falta. Porque le falta. Falda? Le falta. It's Fal missing. La patica principal. No hablo español. Perfecto. Sorry, man. Okay, what song you gonna make me sing? Go. I don't know. And so, what if you were really gonna just sing a karaoke song? What would you pick? I am super good. Huh? I'm super good at karaoke. No, but what, what's your song? Like right now, we're at the karaoke bar. Pick your song. What's it gonna be? It's gonna be YMCA to get the crowd pump. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know uh, the song "Bust a Move" by Young MC? Dun, 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 bust a move. Yeah, that's the, that's the one. I'm gonna tear it down with "Bust a Move." Dressed in okay. yellow, she says hello. Come yeah, that's the me, one. Fella. Uh -huh. You're going. That's the song. Yeah. So you ask a question, and I just. You been? It seems like you've been tracking something down over there, dude. I but actually I shared forgot. a link to the Facebook FAI tunnel it meet. Oh, it just nice. took me that long to figure out how to find it. Not just I'm kind of new to this side of the world. Uh, well, but don't just stand there. Bust, bust a move. A move. Uh, man. Anyways, yeah, I could I could go with that one. Karaoke Gravity Lab Radio Night at Spaceland Houston. Uh, I'm in with the oh, idea. Oh, we're gonna do it at the drop zone. I hadn't Ooh. even imagined this, dude. So the thing that Dancing. we need to do is how do we find out how to get the music. And the lyrics to go with the music so we can put it up on a screen for I people to watch. I think you can just straight up rent a karaoke machine for not that much money. That'd be great. With the screen and everything. With the screen and all the songs and the lyrics and all that. All right. Are you going to look this up? Sure. I'll look into it. All right. I'm, I'm almost certain that maybe Tommy rented one once. We had one at the drop zone. I remember Hank, Hank fucking... Busted out! I was in Dallas at the yeah, time. Yeah, uh, big, big balls. balls. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm I wasn't there that. for that, but I saw the video. Yeah, it's but great. Was that there was no TV with the lyrics or anything like that? I think he. I, I wasn't there either, but watching there, see, the video, there be, was a TV. I'm gonna remember to look this up. There's got to be like a party company that's like rent karaoke machines. Of course, fucking bullshit. That's got to exist. Karaoke and roll. Yeah, prestige worldwide. Why? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> I never ask you, Nick. You like guacamole? Why'd you let us build the bunk beds? It was such a bad idea. Yeah. There's blood everywhere. It's not movie quality. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What time we got over there, Mr. DJ? Oh, we're at 9.03, my All friend. Right. So it's going to gonna get to be time to wrap this up pretty soon. You guys are turning into a pump, pumpkins. <laughs> so, Carlos. Yes. Uh, te amo. Te amo mas. So uh, let's, let's just pretend that I'm a, a new jumper at Skydive Spaceland. And I heard about this badass guy who's super good at coaching things like tracking and uh, kissing sexy Latino babes. Cool. And I'm interested in uh, finding one Carlos, but God, he's not on Facebook. How the fuck do we find you? How do I get in touch with Mr. Carlitos? Instagram. Instagram. IG. IG. How, what's, your, what's your Instagram? C-H-U-L-O. Chulo? S-K-D-V. Why'd you spell skydive wrong? Well, because he spelled Carlos wrong. Is it not that? Julo SKDV. Yes. Or my number, 1 in 100. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say 1 in 100 Skydive. Skydive, that that's what I was going to yeah. say. 1 in 100 Carlos. It's 832 I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, do you actually, and now I'm joking, yeah. we, we fuck with you about Facebook all the time, and I, I think I've told you, 
on uh, Facebook when it comes to the rating center, I always tag you as something stupid. Like I love it. Carlos ain't got no time for Facebook or whatever. <laughs> um, not fucking with you, not pushing your buttons. Do you, did you ever think that maybe having a Facebook to, to, to talk with and communicate with your students and the new jumpers that you deal with might be, I, I really think yeah. them being able to interact with you would be a reward for them. I think you inspire myself, you inspire Nick to be better people. Actually having that social media platform that the whole fucking rest of the world, <laughs> including my fucking father, who's 68 years old, has, <laughs> would actually be a way for you to continue to spread your happiness, your brand, your justice. Yeah, maybe. And I think about it because, for example, sometimes I go to the drop center, people are like, you ready for the meeting? I'm like, what meeting? It's on the Spaceland webpage. And the Spaceland staff Facebook. I'm like, great. Thank you, Pedro, for not saying anything. So, yeah, I think that time is coming. And if it's a good way for people to communicate with me, I'm more than willing to do it. You don't have to be on Facebook, Carlos. No, the we, world we broke. We'll still find you. How? Instagram, Chulo Skydive. You don't know him? <sighs> I know him. Santa! Can't wait for Christmas to watch that movie with you. Okay. Is, is there a direct message feature on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I... I should use Instagram better. That's how you hit on Instagram models. You send them a direct message and say, yo, girl. I should keep it tropical. Yeah, you want to <laughs> keep those titties all tropical in my face? I should keep it tropical. Sorry, Mom. <sighs> DJ, you got anything to add to this? Man, I, uh, I, I don't have anything to add except for I think I actually have see the left screen. See the left screen? Yeah, I see that. Do you see what that looks like? I see it's a black screen. No, 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 no. The the left side oh, is divided. Oh, yeah. Divided. Okay, yep. I see the... Yeah, okay. You figured that out? Yeah, uh-huh. I just had to go back and click through all these stupid things again until it would reload. Well, you're not showing the world any of this stuff. I'm not. So no one knows what you're talking about. But you know now. So what we've tried to do is we've tried to figure out how in the world to... Um, and now your screen switcher isn't working, is it? No, man. And it's we've tried to figure out how in the world to share what we're doing and uh, now we can actually close this show, head on out, in a way with a little bit of grace, with a little bit of style. And uh, Jimmy Wynn oh, is going to take us. Oh, shit. So, guys and gals, for now, thank you, Mr. P. Nick Lott, for hosting tonight. Woo -woo. Thank you, Carlos, for being our guest. Thank you guys for inviting me. I love me. you. Love you more. And uh, enjoy Jimmy's video. Second Jimmy. place. Love you, Jimmy. Jimmy. We're Gravity Lab Radios, guys. Blue Skies, we are out.